All right, well, we should be up. We should be live, everybody, with episode number 102 of the Two Wheels to Freedom. Lot. We don't even know what it's called anymore. Live show? Two Wheels to Freedom show live? Something like that. We're the talkie show. Just the audio version, though, is the podcast. This is like the live show. Um, as always, we're brought to you by Stroker Industries, who makes the trigger for your fuel can so you don't spill on your graphics or um, ruin the environment, you assholes. Okay, so that's strokerindustries.com to not be an asshole and ruin the environment. Uh, also, Motion Pro. No, not Motion Pro anymore. Fucking last year. <laughs> Bastards. They're on some of the logos too still. Uh, uh, Canvas MX. You can actually... Did you know about this, Steve? You've seen Javier's gear where Canvas MX makes him super, super uh, villain gear or whatever the hell it is. And... <laughs> they stream... <laughs> um, so that's canvasmx.com you can get whatever you want on it and then also boyison.com boyison racing they make uh, they invented the reed valve alright they got the best reeds they got the quick shot to take the bog out of your four stroke carbureted four stroke and they got secret stuff coming up that I got to see that I'm not allowed to talk about but boyson.com go there get some two-stroke stuff four-stroke stuff whatever today number 102 we are here with steve summerfield summerfield summerfeld summerfeld Summerfeld. actually it is the german name uh if you read it right it's uh, sommerfeld oh shit i'm not german i live (laughs) in germany i have a german last name but i definitely not german Okay, so you grew up in Australia. Yep. Yeah, born and bred, definitely. So, yeah, grew up there and uh, rode bikes ever since I was three years old. And, yeah. So how, you. how far back in your lineage was the convict that got you guys uh, sent <laughs> over there? Ah, I, I'm not sure exactly. Um, <laughs> this is an actual thing, I just realized. <laughs> oh, Ross, sorry, I thought we were for truth here. No, I mean, it, it, I, it just dawned on me that that's actually true. Like, at some point in every Australian's family, there was a convict that got sent there, and that's why they were there. Yeah, pretty much, that's why that's why we ended up there. No, 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 I guess it was my great-granddad was... Wilhelm Gustav Sommerfeld. Uh, he went there before World War One. I, I think it must have been about 100 years ago or a bit over 100 years ago. I don't know why. I've got no idea, but that's the, the little bit of the story I know. So, But he came, uh, the, the great grandmother came, and then they just spread like rabbits all through Australia. So, <laughs> there's, there's Sommerfelds all over like the area I'm in Queensland. They're, they're just everywhere. Nice. So, and then, and then, do you know what he did? That's the real. <laughs> no, I don't. I've got no idea. I probably should find that out. Um, because actually where they came from, apparently, is only about 
three hours from where I'm living here in Germany. Um, so apparently the, we came from a town called Sommerfeld when it was German over a hundred years ago. Now it's in Poland. Like it's, it's in this little area where it was Germany, it was Poland, it was Germany, it was Poland. It just goes back and forth like every time they have a war. Um, so yeah, apparently it's in Poland where we're from and it's not even that far, but I'm pretty lazy. I, I haven't gone. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, Do people ever see your last name in Germany and then talk German to you? Assuming you're uh, German? Uh, um, no, most people just start talking to me in German, assuming. No, <laughs> nobody would come here without speaking German. Yeah. Like, why, why would you be here if you are not German? And, <laughs> uh, you know, and then you, you try and speak German, it's impossible. So I'm, I'm terrible. I haven't really learned the language at all. Um, my wife is definitely a lot better than me at it, but she's had a lot more practice. Whereas I prefer to stay at home and play video games. She goes out and sees people. <laughs> so, you know, the difference of the language. So I've, I've been bloody lazy. I've been incredibly Immigrants. lazy. Immigrants. Uh, yeah, them damn immigrants, they're taking <laughs> our jobs. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're a big problem. <laughs> we're a big problem. What can I say? Australians come taking over the world and taking everyone's jobs. Like we kicked them out a couple generations. Yeah, exactly. Ago. Like, yeah, there's a reason why we kicked these guys out a hundred years ago. I not come back. Hooligans. So, bloody hooligans. <laughs> yeah. I'm posting us all over the internet. That's what I'm doing. I know. Where is he looking? What is he up to? He's going awfully quiet. He's the the engineer, the producer, (laughs) the main voice. Yeah. Wearing all the different caps, mate. Yeah. (laughs) That's what he's got to do, mate. You got to lead from the front. That's how I ended up with a freestyle team. You know, nobody was putting me on one. I was, I, was, I was like, I, I guess. I was too stupid. I didn't even get that far. I wasn't on a team and I just sat at home and I did nothing for 10 years. <laughs> you were a lot smarter than I was. Well, there was a big hole over here, like the entire eastern coast of the country. So I just hopped in on that one. Well, it was funny because I saw your name popped up. Must have been, what, a week or two ago when, when we were messaging. And I'm like, Clint Esposito. Where the hell have I heard that name from? And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm starting to think. About, oh no, because I was talking to Javier. That's what it was. I was talking to Javier, and he said he was talking with here and, and put us in touch. And I'm like, Clint Esposito. And I just did a quick Google. Ah, FMX East. Now, I, now everything's clicking and and coming back. And I remember seeing everything like way back on uh, Freestyle MTX days and FMX Australia and all that. So it was like. 20 years ago, everything started rushing back to me again. <laughs> um, we did meet. Uh, I was wondering if we did. I thought we did. Briefly at um, Nitro Circus in Louisiana. I actually. Ah, then you didn't meet me. Oh, uh-uh. no? Okay. No, nope, uh, nope. Then you didn't meet me. I saw. I visited. Okay, how about. Pete Mini, maybe. <laughs> Australian <laughs> Nitro Circus in um, York, PA. Nope, I have. I've oh. only been to America twice. Um, 
to LA and then to Vegas, LA uh, twice and then to Vegas once. And I don't. All right, never much, mind. We did never meet. meet. Oh, see, I thought I thought we had. And then when I was sitting there and I was trying to think about it, and I an was thinking maybe you came to an X Fighters. I thought you maybe were in an X Fighters in like let's say journalism point of view or something. I don't. I know. did uh, Poznan, Poland, mm-hmm. with Javier, uh, Abu Dhabi. Um, the last year they had it, um, Madrid, the year before that, um, probably Madrid. It would have been Madrid then. The Harry Binks, very first Red Bull X players. Yeah. Yeah. When his shock didn't show up or whatever. There you go. Yep. That's the one. That's the one. I I knew there was something. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. No, I knew it. I was, I was just sitting there. I was trying to think. I'm like, fuck, where have I? Why do I know this guy's name? And then it all just came back. I'm like, oh yeah, now I got it. Now I got it. When did you start doing freestyle? Huh. Uh, for real or? <laughs> yeah, like for, I guess uh... for, for you know starting out. Of course, you watch Krusty Demons when they first came out. So I was, I was doing heel clickers and Supermans over about a, an eight foot jump on on the damn wall of one of one of the dams we've got on the farm and. I think that was on my DT175, uh, big, big 1996 model. That was a good bike. I snapped the frame on that about in six places, trying to jump 60 foot, 70 foot. But uh, no, that was, I was probably. Uh, I'm old now. I'm 35 now. I probably I started mucking around when I was like 12 to 14, something like that. Um, but then really to get into freestyle, I was probably about 19. 20 i'm uh 40 so damn okay well i'll take it back (laughs) nick's Nick's 36 aren't you yeah (laughs) Yeah. he looks (laughs) like a little kid yeah he'd be picking up all the teenagers wouldn't you He got locked down as a teenager, and he never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> Panned out well oh, for him. <laughs> oh, so I am the, actually the youngest here. Okay, take it all yeah, back. Yeah, well, there you go. You fucking whippersnapper. Then I'm, then I'm feeling good. <laughs> youngest Australian ex Yeah. Ah, she's dropped in and out a little bit. Damn, why? Yeah, mine is the um feed uh bogged down a little bit so i just made everything smaller so i don't have a drag ah okay second one so huh. did we talk about where you're at right now before we went ever was that that was before we went live right i think so so where are you at let's do that let's explain your wi-fi my wi-fi situation is horrible uh so so yeah i I'm in germany i'm in um fairly small village near it's about two and a half hours north of Munich, four hours south of Berlin. Um, I don't know why Germany's the powerhouse of Europe, yet the internet is so incredibly bad. Um, I'm really surprised that for uh, yeah, for what they say, a huge first world country, their internet is the sh- one of the worst I've ever seen. It's shit. <laughs> no, uh, smallest. Like the sorry, the slowest speed you can get from telecom here is 16 megabits per second, and um, I am lucky to get five or six megabits per second. Download, upload is like 
0.8 megabits. So that's oh, why I'm man. actually surprised that this, um, that I can even get the video out. Normally I can't get video up. It's that slow. So obviously it must be this program that you're using because yeah. normally not possible. No way. I told and him it, he has like Midwest uh, internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. So it's in Jersey. I'm south yeah. of Chicago, middle of, kind of the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. That's about where I am too. So. Yeah. <laughs> the live yeah, stream is good though right now. Clint was right yeah. again. The live stream always oh, yeah? looks good. Yeah. If we were streaming from uh, Nick's internet, we'd look like uh, Super Mario. You know, no way, dude. My shit's good over here. All like square and pixelated. That's all I can see. Like of you guys, I see basically Mario Kart. It's yeah. <laughs> That's how you look. Uh, and and okay, but on the live stream, it's clear. Really? Yeah, man. It's I'm, weird. I'm gonna have to I, watch this thing later just to find out because I, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, we stream in we stream in 720p. Um, like you oh, said, yeah? some of the uh, like Bartram's last week, his camera kept going in and out. And yours is a little bit blurrier, but, um, you know, the graphics and uh, Nick and I, for the most part, Nick fades out a little bit, too. Obviously, I'm the clearest one because my camera is, you know, yeah. recording it itself. But yeah, that's it. This has got to have the good gear. Yeah, he flexes on everybody, say? but he whatever i cried and had to spend all this money on this fucking computer it's not like i was neat wanted to spend the power move don't let them fool you no no sponsored computer come uh, on this thing cost me money steve oh you're killing me you got more connections than I do, Steve. You, you'll probably be good. And you're around big riders all the time. That that doesn't mean anything. That means they get the, the cool stuff. I just get to... I watch them play with all the cool toys. But I mean as far as for people to interview, you know? Like, yeah. I got to beg them to come on my weird internet show. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, well, that's just lucky. Like, that's just luck that I get to see these guys pretty often in person, so... And I couldn't possibly do an internet show because the internet's so damn bad here. And if I was trying to upload what you're putting up into the world, like, three different uh, feeds... No, nah, no way. Not possible. Which is funny, actually, because... Uh, I don't know if I told you the other day. I probably did. Um, because I was supposed to be going on Twitch. So it was funny when you said at the start of this that you're streaming on Twitch. And when I had my crash a couple of years ago, uh, well, actually, just before I had the crash, I sent out the old sponsorship proposal. And, you know, everyone's got... Oh, everyone wants to have an energy drink sponsor. They want Red Bull and Monster and Rockstar and whatever. And all I wanted was a beer sponsor or a whiskey sponsor. But motorsport and alcohol it, it, they just won't do it so I got talked into playing this game on my laptop when I first came over here called uh, World of Tanks and it's as lame as it sounds but I really got I really got into it and I've put far too many hours into it and they were really keen to sponsor me and then 
of course, they emailed me 30 minutes before I went into my surgery. I'm like, ah, oh, just going into surgery. I'll get back to you when I, you know, what I know what I'm doing. Like when I get back on the bike and we'll do the graphics kit and the helmet wrap and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, then I never got back on the bike, but they wanted me to do Twitch live streaming. So they, they were basically the sponsorship would have been to pay me to play World of Tanks just play stream it for i don't know a couple of hours a day do youtube videos um so this camera or this microphone i got here would have come in quite handy for that but uh yeah i never got back on i never never did shows again so sponsorship just disappeared into nothing Suck. bummed so bummed. Your, your gameplay alone wasn't enough uh it, pro- <laughs> it probably could be to be honest, that part's not a problem. I'm not to be a big head, but I'm not too fucking bad at that game. More like, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, well the, <laughs> but the thing is, though, like, after, well, after the crash, basically, I didn't do a damn thing for one year. Basically, sat here for one year, just played twelve hours a day, uh, World of Tanks. So <laughs> it would have been I'm, perfect. I'm pretty fucking good i'm pretty professional at this thing now what do you do at world of tanks just blow shit up you just you just shoot tanks that's that's (laughs) all you do it's like the longest game that you are not the longest game like when the game starts it takes like 30 seconds before you even see thing to shoot at and then after one shot take the 10 seconds to shoot it's it's like call of duty for people so like (laughs) Call of Duty. I, I was all over Call of Duty big time on the Xbox. But when we moved to Europe, we just came with a bag. And so I, I've, we've lived in Europe for six years and without a TV. Um, and yeah, so it was a friend of mine, Fabian Bowersox, who actually is an old freestyle writer. I guess you should remember that name, uh, Clint. Sounds Fabian, Fabian Bowersox. He was like one of the first German freestylers. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm renting. This is his apartment that you can see behind nice. um so i'm renting off of him and yeah he got me game and uh yeah so i've just been full gas playing this stupid game and so is that the same thing has world i'm looking at it warships and world of planes or warplanes yeah i haven't played those ones i only play the tanks because <laughs> you're committed I, i'm exactly committed i'm not changing like, <laughs> and then actually because my wife bought me uh, Call of Duty for the laptop. And I'm like, no, nah, don't have time. I'm not changing games. I'm I'm full gas on one or nothing. That's it. So I've got a brand Call of Duty in the, in the cupboard, and I haven't even played it yet. Damn. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, what if one day the German government comes to you and they're like, hey, so we now have uh, we now have drone tanks, and we need. Fuck people to operate them and you're really good at this you're the hero we yep. see that you've been training uh, for uh, 10 years now man i'm i'm surprised i haven't got a call from uh i don't know maybe the australian government the army or something maybe they'll give me a call <clears throat> man, maybe the germans have put me on maybe the germans have put me on they're like well you can do it remotely maybe or actually it'd be to be honest it'd be so much better to go drive tanks with a fucking blade on the front imagine you just driving around. You got to go to war, but your Russian jumps up instead. How awesome would that be? 
<laughs> no, the Make troops behind you are on bikes. Oh, man. It's just exactly. like fucking, uh, what was it? Uh, Charlie's Angels when Renner does that yeah. KOD and then shoots behind him. Exactly. Oh exactly. <laughs> like, you could be coming along, just building the lip, you get out of the way and bear out, off go the bike. Easy. So, no, actually, um, well, the funny thing is from, from this tanks thing, um, so uh, they wanted me to actually go to, I think it was Thailand or Philippines or something, to do like the relaunch, like, well, if 1.0, and it was a year ago or two years ago, and they wanted me to go drive tanks and go shoot them and things like that. But we had a fucking night of the jumps on the same weekend, so I couldn't go. I was like, oh, this is a this is a hard decision here. Like, I almost had to call the boss and, sorry, I'm I'm going to drive tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we need to get you a replacement. I'll do it if you need to go drive tanks or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just a cat wrangler, right? I did that for a long time. You know, you're just yeah, like, exactly. what are you doing over there? Why are we need to be here? Did your stuff exactly. come? Set your bike up. <laughs> no, when it gets to that point, that's my wife's job. At, at that point at the event, she looks after the riders and like, all right, everyone, this is what you got to do. All I have to do is get them there. If, if they get on the plane and they all arrive hopefully with their bags then my job is complete so then for the weekend i just chill out and i don't know just walk around and speak a lot of shit and watch training and i guess make the 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 hardest part of my job on a, a night of the jumps weekend is doing the commentary so and you you do live commentary in the room you said yeah yeah so we hopefully it depends on every every arena every arena is different as to where they can set me up but it's better if i'm at least look over the event there was there was a show or there was a competition i can't remember where it was and i was stuck in a room looking at a wall with a, a monitor in front of me and i had to live stream commentate this competition and whoa oh and Luke Ackerman just did a double backflip. Oh, the crowd's going crazy. And there were people walking behind me taking like, food to catering going, what the fuck is this guy speaking? Because <laughs> like, obviously I'm speaking English. I, I don't know what country we're in, but obviously they weren't speaking English. Like, why is this guy going so crazy looking at a wall? But uh, yeah, normally normally I get to watch the event. So, so it, the, obviously you guys have whatever... Um country you're in you have a, a native announcer yeah so the the actual event they'll have their their own native announcer they'll carry on and do what they're doing um and i just do the live stream so uh last year it was a pay-per-view live stream this year i'm not sure if it is i think they're gonna go back to facebook so don't don't quote me on that i hope they do because that's I, when we I hijack like it, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell anyone in America about that. Uh, hey, that's what we're... Listen. Uh, I got the exclusive... Uh, some, some deal. There's tens I don't know of, what it is. There's tens yeah. of people that watch us, Steve. So we'll have the whole It'll American. probably be the guy who's dealing with this. He's like, ah, fuck, and we got them. We got them. We knew they were going to do it. <laughs> Send them back to Australia. Yeah, fucking get rid of this guy. He's back to us. 
So <laughs> no, it's actually it's awesome. I love the I love doing live stream commentating. I just because I came over first basically to judge. Um, so I was one of the judges. Did that for a bit, and then I think I did two or three years judging at Night of the Jumps, and then they wanted to do the live stream and easy got the job again because I'm the only person who speaks English is the first language. So you know they didn't get me because I was good. Barely. And, <laughs> barely, exactly. <laughs> I don't speak American. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let's hear your American accent. Yeah, you know I don't speak American. You know, we're out here with Brian Deegan, the metal militia, we're throwing down in the back of SoCal and the guys in Temecula. That's not bad. Except at the end, you slipped. You said Did Temecula I? at the end. Oh, Up until then, you were good. Temecula. Ah. Fuck. You sounded like Larry Lankogol. <laughs> yep. That's where I got it from. That's where I was. That I was basically picturing like him and Deegan together, and I kind of basically can't. Uh, Cameron Steele. Oh yeah, there's a name I haven't heard. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of actually when I commentate, um, when I get a bit excited and, and I start losing my voice a bit, it gets a bit you know that they, they sort of sound and I'm like yeah this kind of sounds like Cameron Steele a bit, but I don't have <laughs> just don't have the American accent or I can't pull it off for an hour and a half, so yeah, yeah they just have to listen to half Australian half nothing accent because I've had to. When I'm commentating, I have to completely change how I talk um, because nobody would understand me if I was speaking Australian, mate. Like, what the fuck's he on about? Yeah. So you guys, I have had to change. I've, when you guys get going to each other, it's that like, <laughs> it's not even that I can't understand the words. It's that the words that you use are so different for shit that it literally is like a whole another language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that the words are different. It's just that we, um, uh, fuck, what's, I can't even think. That's how bad my English is now. I, I can't even think of words in English. We just cut everything off the end of a word and put O. So, you know, or wise. The servo, go on to the server, the service station. Too. Yeah, but or wise, like a clip. Or wise, I go for a Or your sunnies. Yeah, you got sunnies on. Yeah, it's an <laughs> I, a Y, or an O. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> so I wouldn't say it's a different language. We just, we just, we've got to shorten it. You know, it's too hot in Australia, so we you're can't be there You're basically like Southerners. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're just not, not that. You know, you're fast, pretty hickish, right? Yeah, we're. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> that part talking. I'm not sure. Southern about. slang is like. Just, just, take, just slow it down. He probably grew up by a city. I bet if you went out in the middle of nowhere in Australia, they're the same way. <laughs> yeah, what do uh, they call what, what are Australian hillbillies? Bogans or something? Yeah, bogans. bogans. Yeah, yeah, I am a bogan. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Any any rider in freestyle from Australia is a bogan. Oh, yeah? Um, oh, look oh. at that. See? I fell asleep in Xscape and him and... Uh, What's his name? We're laughing at me, calling me a bogan. Clint and Adelberg. Yeah, Adelberg. Adelberg. Who? Clinton and Adelberg. Me. <laughs> no, me oh, and Adelberg. Adelberg. Oh, this Clint. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Fuck. Mate. 
Adelberg's one of the biggest bogans you'll ever see. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was called the Kettle yeah. Black. <laughs> nah, he's he's way more bogan than me. Um, I'm saying he called me a bogan. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he's like the biggest. Like, he's the president bogan. Like, he can he can give out the, you know. The title of who becomes a bogan if you're a, you're from America, right? You're a bogan because Adelberg said. Uh, no, he's no good night for him's like going out on a Friday night and having a good punch, and you know they love a bit of a bit of a fight down there. That's why I get along with him and like Clinton Moore and those two guys mainly. Like whenever I go places with Javier, because Javier doesn't go out he just goes back to the room so i end up because he's not out. allowed to go out <laughs> <laughs> so i end up going out with clinton and um rob all the time when i'm at yeah. those things yeah they they don't mind a little bit of a biff so yeah. they're they're bogans they're absolute bogans but we, i'm a bogan as well so we got go. kicked out of a, a red bull after party because, uh, you know, they started tearing shirt sleeves off. Ah, uh, yeah. Shirts were gone, and then the place was like, nope, and just kicked all of us out. Like, ten oh, yeah? The, oh, yeah. The whole after party. <laughs> oh, for some shirts getting ripped? Come on. Yeah, well, we were basically shirtless at that point. So. Where where was this? Um, I want to say Madrid. Huh. Madrid hmm. or... um. I'm surprised. Maybe they do Abu Dhabi. I bet oh, it was Abu well, that Dhabi. Would, that would explain it. Yeah, uh, Abu nope, Dhabi. Nope. Yeah, yeah, you can't be looking like that in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So, yeah. Ejected. No. I'm like, these are. this is the reason the after party here, all these guys. And they're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Nope, it's, it's not happening. So, yeah. No, we're, we're bogans. Like any freestyle rider from Australia, you have to be a bogan. You, you've come from, <clears throat> sorry, you've come from the bush and you ride motorbikes, you're a bogan. Simple as that. I mean, I so. wouldn't argue. Uh, I live in New Jersey, but I would venture to say that most of the people I went to school with would consider me, you know, a redneck because I rode <laughs> dirt bikes. Yeah. Where can you go riding a dirt bike in New Jersey? Um, I, like, so... We used to go to quarries and stuff, but I mean, they're all illegal. Unless it's a private yeah. track or a, or a public pay track, you're yeah. pretty much just riding, you know, illegally. So Yeah. So then where did you learn, like, to do freestyle there? Like, you've had to build a ramp and go somewhere, surely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I built a ramp, and then it actually took me a while, but then I finally got a practice spot, like, right down the road here. Uh, but then... Huh. Um, I went to, uh, I guess there was just other people. Hartman had a place in Pennsylvania. Like, yeah. like I said, eventually I did have a little riding spot, just one landing. And then yeah. I would go to Greg's and I learned how to flip at Travis's house mainly. <clears throat> um, as you do, <laughs> as everybody does, as everyone, I yeah. just learned to flip at Travis's <laughs> house, you know, He's, a biggie. Dude, he'll let anybody in. Fuck. Yeah. If knew that i would have been there Man. <laughs> childhood dream right there yeah i was there uh learning to flip when they were doing the very first uh video really yeah Whoa. we were actually um slept in the room where his computer was way upstairs where he was editing so we okay. actually messed around and looked through like all the footage and stuff on there as it was like half edited 
Dwight. That's I went, cool. I went to the premiere of the first uh, movie with them. They had yeah. a premiere in um, uh, Maryland, and I went. I rode there with Travis in his Whoa. truck. Some then when we left the movie. Uh, this was before he was married, obviously. When we left the movie, the girl that was with him, like, kind of went to the back of the truck or something. So I hopped into the passenger seat, <laughs> and Travis's dad walks over and kicked me out of the passenger seat and pulled the girl out of the back seat and Whoa. put her in the passenger yeah, seat. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's he, a fucking military drill yeah. right there. <laughs> he was like, you, out. He goes, hey, her grabbed her and I was like I like she chose to go to the back seat I didn't <laughs> yeah you were just going with equal opportunity there was she an empty had the opportunity there. she had the See, opportunity had, she left ahead of the game man ahead of the game me too so progressive yeah. no uh Robert was like you ain't gay Travis don't even try it what <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met Robert? No, no, I haven't. Oh, dude. He's just what he's depicted. Both, you know, like Travis is the same way. I tell people that. He's just all thumbs up all the time. And Robert's just as he is in videos. Like, he'll just challenge you to a push-up contest or whatever. Like, (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Then it's pointless because I can't do a push-up, so he can challenge me all he likes. Nothing's happening here. Then he would not remember your name and he would just call you freestyler all day. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Then if, if I don't have to do anything physical other than riding my dirt bike, I will be happy. So yeah, yeah I mean, because I used to, you know, when you watch those videos and you see Travis in the gym there when he's training his ass off to ride Supercross or whatever, and I'm like, there's no way in the fucking world I would go to a gym anyway. But to do that, nah. That's his no downstairs. Way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I wouldn't go downstairs to it. Like, no way. Well, the one day, <laughs> the one day Robert and his, and his um, Marine buddies or military friends are in the gym working out. Yeah. And uh, Travis, we're upstairs and Travis is just like, yo, uh, my dad and his buddies are working out downstairs. Do you want to uh, get like, basically, let's go downstairs and we'll end up competing with them. So like... <laughs> Sure enough, yeah, exactly. Sure enough, we go down and we start like getting on some other machines, and then Travis starts chirping at his dad, and they're back and forth. And next thing you know, we're into who can do the most push-ups, who can bench press their own weight the most, who can do a plank the longest. Like, so I beat his dad in um, no way bench pressing your most weight. I actually beat everybody in that. Oh, kicking asses. And then I beat his dad at something else. And then we ended up, the last thing we did was planks. And we're sitting there doing planks. And I literally gave out at like two and a half minutes or something. And his da- I just looked up at him and I go, fuck you, Robert. And just fell over. And he stayed there for another minute. Aww, what a jerk. What a fucking jerk. I was like, this fucking old bastard just yeah. crushed me. That's what I, I don't get it. Like, he must be just working his ass off all day, every day, surely to be that fit. That, that's just not normal. Unless he actually just does real work, which I haven't done for a long time. That could be the only thing. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's what it, I don't know. You don't realize don't you're know. working out? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, yep. I used to 
like when we had the farm, um, probably was fit because I had to work all the time and you know do all normal farm work. Um, but yeah, I don't do anything now. So that's yeah. But could he be at World of Tanks? No way. Exactly. No. <laughs> the important way. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, the World of Tanks. I think the only challenge I ever did with anyone was with Sheeny, uh, maybe seven years ago. Um, so yeah, him, his dad and his brother, like they also were doing like their own little competitions and they had the rowing machine and, and yeah, I don't go to the gym if you haven't worked that out. I don't do anything. And, and he's like, no, you got to do, I think it was like how, how far you can go in one minute or how far you can go in two minutes. And he was like yelling at me, and I'm doing, and I'm doing. He's like, ah, you're getting nowhere. And then I finished it. He's like, whoa, actually, huh? That's actually really good. You you almost beat us. I'm like, oh, there you go. Well, I'm not doing any more exercise. I'm done. That's it for for one year. I'm done. He got that from Travis too, because they always had rowing machine contests. It was like yeah. who could get ah. it up over a thousand something or other ah, that's that's for what a it was. certain yeah. amount of time or so yeah that's a travis that's, fucking challenge yeah that's the <laughs> that's what i had to that's what i had to do with sheeny and yeah you had to get I, it above certain amount and then and it was how it long there, yeah and, exactly you could hold it yeah and i didn't know fucking hell i was, I was just like rowing like hell i'm like fuck i don't know i don't know and uh you know you just keep going someone's yelling at you in the end, it wasn't too bad, but yeah, that was a stupid idea. <laughs> like, start drinking beer yet, or what? Or oh no, we got a ride. Okay, we'll have a ride, and then we can have a beer. So, oh, yeah, bring the beer. Old days. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my gym work. <laughs> Twelve ounce curls. <laughs> exactly. That's it. No, but actually, uh, one thing I've had to learn living over here in Germany, where the beer is awesome and extremely cheap, it's 50 cents for a beer if you want to only spend 50 cents for a beer. Um, no preservatives, so I don't get a headache from drinking too many German beers. But drinking too many beers and the, uh, the old beer belly was growing. So um, <laughs> my Cordova flips actually pretty good but i never actually <laughs> your just, back was still I, straight <laughs> yeah just as your arch back like it's just my belly was I'll, I'll send you some pictures and you can see um but yeah i've been in germany a couple of years now i'm drinking too much beer i need to lose weight i don't want to exercise how am i going to do this so my idea is eat healthy try and eat pretty well actually um, changed to it and straight away in one month I lost about five kilograms from whiskey I don't know what pounds maybe 10 pounds maybe 10, 10 pounds or something in, in a month just from uh, how many kilograms about five in a month I probably lost near on maybe 10 kilos at one stage lost about 10 kilos 11 pounds 11 pounds yeah yeah whiskey diet that's it fuck the gym you just drink whiskey yeah that's that's what i'm doing that's it what works. i'm trying to do well that's why i got tequila water <laughs> uh, you I, just I got mexican beer so that ain't gonna help 
Oh. Yeah, last night I um, was supporting the room at the open mic, and I had beer. Oh. Gotta, gotta support the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to have these beers. I have oh, to well, support well, the room. Yeah. It's, oh, it's my like, God. <laughs> horrible. That's selfless. You, you have to have a beer. Oh, for fuck's sake. How hard can this job get? I know. Comedy's oh. a rough one. I wish Man, it paid. That, is... that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that part of the job's hard. <laughs> Fine, so you, yeah, you're not getting paid there. you got to buy your damn laptop or your computer to do this. That's right. So far, I'm Man, just this losing is money. fucking... It's America. You're in the red on the America. America. <laughs> All these fucking capitalists. God damn it. Wait, mate, you're heading so close to the socialism. Oh, <laughs> spend all the money in America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all good. I mean, actually, I just had to, had to buy my equipment uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, my laptop, really, I have been lucky. Like, I, I've had probably four or five laptops. Sponsored a company in Australia the last year for World of Wars uh, for what? Ter- no, World of no, no, no. That's that. That's only. <laughs> I, I. That was actually the other thing I was hoping to get from World of Tanks was a nice big computer and a laptop. But uh, no, no. It's a good friend of mine at Lakes Networking, and he is a good friend. And he was just helping me out, and so I started my company back in 2010, and I just needed something like. To do my job while I'm traveling around, so he, yeah, he's like, oh, here's a laptop, get onto it, and yeah, so I've, I've had laptops and phones and stuff from him, but yeah, to do the the podcast thing, I had to go and buy my own equipment. It's like, oh fuck, buying things, I haven't. Ah, this is <laughs> tough. Like, I don't, I don't get paid much, but I don't have to spend much. So, you know, I don't pay taxes because I don't earn anything, but everything gets sponsored. So you kind of like just yeah. sitting there in the you're always in the middle you're like well i'm not getting anywhere but i'm not losing it so that you know it is what it is so that's what it used to be and now uh, now i've ventured too far away from the sun of free yeah and now yeah. i'm like trying to work my way back in Aha, coming back. <laughs> it's like I used to tell people about riding. It was like stripping. It's too easy to just be scared for like two nights and make a couple grand. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never spoken to a stripper about it, but uh, I, su- I suppose that would be their ethos. Right. Yeah, it's just too easy. I could do something else that would suck and I'd have to be there all week, or I can just okay. be terrified for two nights and then chill. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and I well, obviously my retirement came from injury, but well, I think first it was... let's talk about your podcast because we basically mm-hmm. kind of touched on it, but we didn't. Uh, we that's didn't. Right. We're just speaking shit, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> we're just we're just sitting here going in all sorts of circles. Well, we might tangent. as well at least you know some of the people like our um, main guy that watches everything, Danny. I'm sure he'll probably. Um, would like to he's see on, it and Moto Pimps right now. Moto Pimps shares yeah. uh, everything ever that was freestyle. So I mean, I'm oh, sure. Oh, cool, nice. Um, so you're you actually just started? Did you post up a, a podcast? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, the idea for this podcast, um, as I said to you just before, you know, you didn't press record, but we had that little test and uh, we crapped on for like 20 or 30 minutes. Um, I just started this podcast 
but I've never really listened to podcasts at all. Um, and it was a friend of mine in Australia and a couple of years ago said, ah, you know what you should do? You should start a podcast. They're a big thing and, you know, people are getting into podcasts. And back then, I think it was at that stage where they had gone up, like people were listening to them. And then they dropped off for maybe like a year or two and and I think maybe the, the term podcast wasn't cool and, and it didn't really get anywhere. And then the last, what, one, two years, it's really taken off. So he told me about this, doing a podcast. And I'm like, nah, stupid idea, won't work. Um, people just want to watch freestyle on Instagram. They want to watch YouTube. They want to go to the event. They don't want to listen to somebody just talking about it. No, it's never going to work. And I didn't think about it. And then a couple of months ago, he said again, he's like, have you thought about doing a podcast? I'm like, nope, still not going to work. It's two years on. Nope, no way. And then, um, I don't know. I just, I looked into it a little bit and went, fuck, actually, I think he might be right. So yeah, my friend Joel, I think he nailed it. And um, so I decided to, to start one. And yeah, I just uh, released the first little intro just two days ago, three days ago. But that one was just the intro basically to get all the, the podcast channels to approve how it all works. I yeah. think that's how it works. So I, I don't know if you need to have multiple, especially like for Apple to pick it up. You might have to have like populate it with a couple, the feed with a couple of episodes before it gets picked uh, up. I'm not really um, exactly sure, but I, I would think that probably once you put it like two, three, four up, I, then they would accept it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that might be it. So at the moment, uh, Apple wait been is, accepted by Spotify. They'll make you wait like a week or two anyway. Yeah, well, that's why I put this one up uh, a couple of days ago. So my plan was to start it next Tuesday. Uh, will be the first one with Josh Ian. Uh, and then I just wanted it to be like every fortnight. I think I can handle every fortnight and the game. That's all. In yeah, America. That's what the that game? means to us. <laughs> What's a fortnight other than the game? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Fuck yeah. We're American. We're American. We're American. We don't know. Every, the fu- every Tuesday I get to fucking go really play a game. It's cool. <laughs> Easy. Fortnite. Yeah. So yeah, no. Is that a then, week? <laughs> I don't know what. What is it? <laughs> All right, I'm googling yeah, it. Yeah, my friend Joel, I think he nailed it. Oh no, we, I'm hearing somebody in the background. Yeah, that was him because I had. We are on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook right now. Whoa. Okay. So this software I'm, is the shit. I'm watching them all. <laughs> my my Midwest internet, Clint. I uh, I can. You're the viewer. Speak. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And I can barely see both of you with my one little bit of German internet. So there you go. <laughs> I, I do not dare to look at anything else. Well, <laughs> I don't want to make you upset, but this software is another thing that I paid for out of my pocket. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I downloaded the, because I thought when you wanted me to use this, whatever it is, uh, I you downloaded, downloaded the trial, the, the trial, and then it Everything. showed me the price for the, to buy it. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's an investment. That's an investment. Well done, sir. Thank- <laughs> you're 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 all in. I'm you in. Are what are we gonna do, dude? It's two wheels in. to freedom from a regular fucking 
monotonous job where I want to kill myself. Yeah, exactly. Well, my <laughs> my whole plan is to never work a real job in my life. So uh, this three years since I've gotten hurt has been the most that I've worked regular jobs in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the same. <laughs> this is this one year working for Night of the Jumps. I've never worked this hard in my life. But that's still you're still at least in, and you're not nine to five. No, it's no, it's like midnight to midnight <laughs> <laughs> but I it's find, hustle hustle get yeah. your stuff done and then yeah but the funny thing is i don't like hustling no I, no because hustle means i have to really fucking think about working and i don't <laughs> i like to put in the work intensely and yeah. then uh chill out yeah no actually i am i that's <laughs> I, I i i do do that i i'd rather just get it done than chill out but no the cool thing is like okay i work for night of the jumps but I, I am still a freelancer and i just do it under my own company and i just work when i want where i want and it's cool because they're just paying me to think about riding or think about motorbikes and think about freestyle so it's not work anyway i'm gonna be doing it for free so right you know if someone pays me to do it for free perfect if i make a podcast and I get a box of beer from a sponsorship. Perfect. Uh, you know, all those little things. Perfect. That's actually our first. I'm working on that right now. I need to get, uh, yeah? schedule a pickup for our case of uh, beer. I've been and, waiting. Um, Who's sponsoring you? Uh, Carton. It's a Carton small. Beer. Yeah. Carton um, Brewing. It's a New Jersey brewer. Um, Perfect. So uh, we're going to get. Uh, uh, what I set, asked for was four of each beer. I would send um, uh, two of each to Nick, and I would have two of each. And then our <laughs> intro for the uh, podcast would be us tasting the beers and talking about the sponsors and then introing the guest. Only two. So then what do you do for the next episode? You refill it with tap water? And well, it's two of each <laughs> beer. So they have a bunch of different types of uh, flavors or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Well, if they send beer to you, uh, let me know. Give us a hookup. I need a beer sponsor. Yeah. No, to be honest, I have uh, I have spoken to a couple of brands. Um, and honestly, I haven't even... Well, I put a podcast up two days ago as basically an intro, but... Uh, there's a brand interested. There is nice. a brand interested. I don't know if it's going to happen yet, but um, nice. fuck. Finally, like I said at the start, all I ever wanted was either a, a beer a beer sponsor or a whiskey sponsor, and I couldn't get that when I'm riding freestyle. But I'm like, hey, this is a podcast. I'm yeah. not on a bike. Um, exactly. Now, now's the time to get that. Who would be hey. the whiskey? Answer of choice, if you could pick. Go ahead, pull out all your whiskeys there. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> probably, probably, probably these guys here. That would be the, the money. That's a, a very nice, peaty, smoky Scotch whiskey. Lafort. We need to. We need with, to. With the most richly flavored of all Scotch whiskeys, uh, whiskeys established. He's reading 18, the label 15. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got to get my shit together if I'm going to pick up the sponsor. We need to um, get our favorite, like, do just like an alcohol podcast and ship them to each other. 
like ship you American stuff and you ship us like European stuff and we all taste it together. Oh man, have I got anything American? Uh, yeah, Johnny Walker. Is that not what is Johnny Walker? Hey, I hang on. I think Johnny Walker is American, isn't it? Or I is think it so? I don't Keep know. on walking. I, I would ride with a bunch of Polish dudes, and they love Johnny Walker. That was their thing. No, 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 no. It's not. It's Scottish. <laughs> no. I thought it was Scottish. Yeah, it's uh, distilled, blended, and bottled in Scotland. Well, they've done good enough job branding here that we'll Fuck accept yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I've got I've got some Portuguese liqueur that I picked up on holiday a couple of months ago. I've got actually I've got oh, this is the best one. You can hear that clunking around. There's there's a few back there. <laughs> I was telling Nick about the, that. That's the best one right there. So when you're talking about Clinton Moore, yep. this is where he's from, Bundaberg. That's uh, the that's good Australian the, rum. That's why his one burial is called the Bundy. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's that's the Bundaberg rum, my friend. Bundy's so. in your undies, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have been listening to the slogan from Clinton. Uh, from Dude, I love Clinton. No, neither one of them, him or Rob, will respond to me about being on this fucking podcast, but it's fine. Yeah, I because still, their I internet still... would be so shit there that they would never be able to do it. Yo, we got that. <laughs> that's what you thought. You said yeah, you got no, the worst. Yeah, no, it's worse there. No, it's the worst in Europe, but... Where Clinton's from, definitely in Bundaberg. It's there is no internet. It's just not there. That's why he's not responding because he didn't even get your message. He didn't get the message. Yeah, no, right. it's it's actually yeah. really shit where he lives. Uh, <laughs> we got video of Edward and Clint, this Clint fight or you know wrestling, 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 wrestling. What the hell gets attention? About three in the morning. Wrestling <laughs> match. Oh man, my, I bet my wife's sitting in the room next door just, just going, listen. what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, no I thought he was going to some professional podcast. <laughs> yeah, not this one. Sorry to disappoint No, not this forever. one. <laughs> Don't even turn it on. Oh, hey, this is what I, we need management for this podcast, Steve. Oh, fuck. Mate, what did I just say? I don't want to work. You're a manager. You not listen? He, owns, he owns a management company. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I put that stuff onto my wife now. So I'm why like, haven't oh, you been do the work? Why haven't you been Lucas Myrtle in it and just signing everybody that moves? <laughs> he has been. Uh, All right, you can leave because... that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> I think I think we asked uh, the hard a, questions here. There's a yeah, there is that is the hard <laughs> question. There's a different way of looking at management. I think you could say. Um, I I take the very chilled out way. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't like me. We were at one of the Red Bull no? fighters at an after party, and then he's we're he's dr- super drunk, and then just starts spouting at me, and I'm just like. <laughs> I'm like, dude, let's have this conversation when we're not wasted. And he's yeah. like, you know, saying this and that. And I'm like, how about when we're sober, we'll have an actual conversation about it. And then yeah. um, he uh, ripped my shirt off, you know, did that deal, which I had a separated shoulder at the time. So then he was like, oh, no, perfect. don't don't rip this shirt off. It's a, my favorite shirt or something. So I was like, fuck yeah. off and just tore it right <laughs> off him. He tied it back up in front of like a, like a bib. He tied it back together. 
and then uh, the next day we were on yeah. the same plane out of there, and the whole thing, the while we're on the flight out, he just keeps looking over at me. We're in the same row even, and he Not just keeps right. looking over at me, so hungover, going, "I hate you." <laughs> must have said it like 10 times to me that's all he would say uh, to me you're just upsetting everyone aren't you I, <laughs> that's I been a that, long that's my that's mo second after party shirts getting ripped off story <laughs> yeah exactly Fucking up. There's, there's a couple here i'm sure there'll be a few more coming i was party. gonna say that's the red bull x uh red bull x fighters after party deal yeah and nitro after party deals and yeah all of them i think so no i i mean i i looked after josh and clinton um and i just did it because i went to uni for a long time and i didn't use anything i learned at uni and a good what friend is of uni? mine is that college oh ah, sorry sorry yeah we put an eye on the end of so like we cut everything off and put an eye on university, university. Ah. yeah university but it's just uni yeah I had six and a half years there. See, it's another fucking language. Like, six and a half years of college? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a dumbass. You're, You're a doctor? Out. Are you a doctor? I should have been. <laughs> after that After that long, I should have been. No, I, actually, I wanted to be a physio, but you've got to be okay. incredibly smart in Australia, or at least in my state, to get into physiotherapy because doctors are competing for those spots. Um, you don't so have socialist health care yet, I see. We have free health care? Absolutely. Well, here everybody's stopped competing for... Uh, the doctors stopped competing recently. But no, no. <laughs> well, no, the doctors were only competing for their spot at the university. Uh, they weren't competing yeah. to get the money. They get the money. Don't you worry. I've put they don't hear anymore. So they're like... No. Uh, <laughs> they're like, that looks like a bad one. We don't want to fuck with it. We'll just bring no, you to be doctors. Yeah, more Australians. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your jabs. Um, no, so I don't, no, I did a did a too many too many years at uni, and um, no, a friend of mine's like, you're riding freestyle. Like you've been to university for so long, you've done a management degree, and I had I didn't do anything for two years after I graduated, and I he's like just do something start i don't know can you do managing of riders i'm like nah nah don't do that that's that's a dumb idea again i thought it was a dumb idea but it turned out to be a good one and yeah i i went and did a seven week tour in indonesia doing shows and i needed to take two back flippers this was back in 2010 or 2009 and i needed two back flippers and one without a backflip so Without the backflip, that was me because I was the pussy. And uh, Clinton Moore lived one and a half hours from me. So I knew he was, he'd flip anything on any bike, on any ramp. So I knew I was good there. And I knew of Sheeny because I knew he had already been to Indonesia the year before for another show. So it was just us three and we chilled out for seven weeks. And by Sick. the last. Yeah, it, it was like one of the best trips I've ever done. It was, it was fucking cool. Um, you know, getting the shits and, you know, all those sort of things and <laughs> getting into trouble and you know, whatever, things you do in Indonesia. And, and yeah, we got to the last... I've never been, do tell. No, I can't. It's kind of, I don't know. What do you do when you go to Cancun? I don't know. 
same, same thing. Um, uh, <laughs> I went somewhere near Cancun, and I can't tell you that story either. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> it's it's like uh, Bali in Indonesia is like to Australians is what Cancun is to Americans. So um, no, the less Mexican. We, yeah, exactly. So we um, <laughs> we got to the last round, and I was like, "What are you guys doing for sponsors?" And they're like, "Oh, we we've got nothing." or not many sponsors and I'm like, oh what events are you doing because clearly they could fucking ride a motorbike but they didn't have a name at all so is this, this is you took them from you got them right in the beginning yeah 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 right at the right at the so do you still manage them now or no 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 it all it all stopped basically uh, as soon as sheeny won red bull x fighters uh the tour i was like yeah. well i'm fucked like that's yeah. the end of me because up until that point, I could get him shows. Shows are easy. I could get the boys shows or competitions. And so we, they went from, like, we got them into Nitro Circus, X Fighters, Night of the Jumps, and X Games all in six months. So that was pretty cool because I didn't even, I didn't know anyone. Like, talking to guys in America, like, all the big boys, I'm just some kid from Australia at the time, like, you know, who, who am I and who were they? Like, no one really knew yeah. them or me. And, but yeah, in six months, like Clinton doing a vault was huge. Like that was, that opened a lot of doors was from Clinton. And then when he crashed, he couldn't make a couple of events. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, actually there's this other guy that I'm helping. Uh, his name's Josh Sheehan. He's a young guy. He's fucking, he'll throw down. And uh, yeah, the two of them just... They paved their own way. I just helped them open the doors and they did the hard work. So, yeah, it was awesome. But so I was with, uh, we were doing it, yeah, for five years um, with Sheeny and Clinton and it was awesome. But as awesome as it was, I wasn't riding much. I was trying to, being in Australia, I've got to have the American time zone to deal with. I've got the European time zone to deal with and also anything in Australia. So I was kind of like 16, 18 hours a day, pretty much just on the phone every which way or sending emails or just trying to do something. And then I started having a lot of stupid crashes when I was riding. I was just tired. And so I was breaking, I probably broke two or three ankles or a couple of wrists in that time. And I don't know, I was just having dumb crashes and yeah, it was, it wasn't easy, but it was fucking, that was one of the best times of my life was looking after those two boys. Like, yeah, nothing like a Red Bull X fighters tour, just sending me over with them. So I was traveling the world, uh, uh, yeah. help, helping them out. And it was cool. Cause they were friends first before, um, doing the management and i think that's that's the best part it wasn't it wasn't about business and i'm i'm not about business i'm not about money i don't like a podcast is not about fucking money as you have found out that you, you don't start the i i don't do anything going into it to make money if i wanted to do freestyle for money i would never have started because i've spent more time broken and injured and without money so if someone's stupid enough to pay me to come ride and do the occasional backflip i'll go do it but 
I never got into it for money. So, and I never got into the management really for money. I wanted to help them and, and I did, and it was cool. And, and the work we did together, they got into stuff, it supported me and yeah, but once, once they both really got to that high level and Sheeny won X fighters and then Clinton won X fighters the year after, um, yeah, that was, that was my death warrant for managing because I just couldn't get them that next higher level deal. I was just a one man band with, well, well, me and my wife, uh, were doing it. So yeah, that's where they needed to go get someone who really pulls in big sponsorships. And unfortunately I was not, I did not know the big boys in the big companies in America to, to pull that off. So it is what it is. Right. It was a fucking fun ride. And the cool thing is everything that I did back then is helping me now because I still have all those same contacts. I work at the world championships at night of the jumps purely because I was Josh's manager at the time so um i wouldn't have i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for working with those boys back then i think you said a couple of things in there that um i totally agree with and even i don't know kind of live my life on the fact that you said that you don't ride you didn't start riding initially for money or whatever and that's not why you did it and you can't because in any of this stuff, and I would relate it the same way to comedy too. And I knew from riding that it was going to be similar. But, you know, yeah. people that ever came to me and were like, what do I need to, what tricks do I need to do to be able to do shows or whatever? Those people are just looking to make yeah. money. And I'm like, what yeah. you need to do, because I had my own riding spot in Georgia at the time. Yeah. What you need to do is show up every fucking day and practice and show me that you really want to do it and be able to do your tricks no matter mm -hmm. what the conditions are or whatever. Yeah. So that's the love of it. <clears throat> you have yeah. to spend the time becoming good enough at it so that when the opportunities arise, you're good mm -hmm. enough to take advantage of them. Yeah, exactly. Not completely. I completely agree with that. Like I just did it because I wanted to be riding like Travis or riding like Kerry Hart or Brian Deegan. Like I just watched those videos and I'm like, that's fucking cool. Or, you know, posters of sink Mars jumping over the house and you know, just all that stuff. It was, that was cool. And I've seen so many riders and I'm sure you've seen it as well in 20 years. Like so many guys come and so many go, there's so many riders who are so much better than me. Like I'm not that good. I've, and I, I don't risk shit. It took me six years to go from a foam pit to dirt. Um, I'm a pussy, but I thought about it for a long, long time. And uh, I feel you like know, you like, and I are like, uh, um, you're like my Australian counterpart. Cause I <laughs> like, it took me a while. I started flipping in the pit and probably Oh four. I didn't actually flip to dirt and oh, until Oh seven, maybe. Oh, that's fast. Whoa. That's super fast. <laughs> the, oh, I didn't man, feel like it. Hold on, man. You, you're going to hurt yourself. Because all these other guys, all these other guys came in <laughs> younger. And then, uh, like, I had already been flipping in the pit. And they came in and did it and went to dirt and super flip and blah, blah, blah. Like, Jack Rowe basically made me oh, feel yeah. like a fucking pussy. Uh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was like 17 at the time, too. And he was just 
I'm like, ah, freaking me out. And Hartman goes, listen, his timeline doesn't affect you at all. So just yeah. settle down. I was like, okay, okay. You're right. Yeah. I'm old and brittle already. I need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I completely. Like, I was the same. I started in 06 at uh, Matt Shubring's place. I don't know if you know Shuey at yeah. all, but. Uh, I know of fucking, him. Yeah, he's a legend and, like, one of the most naturally talented guys I've ever seen on a bike. And, and he's like, yep, yeah, go on the phone pit and I could flip. Not a problem. I only have a fuck one flip up, but I don't even know why I did that. But every flip, perfect, 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 perfect. Just there was not a problem. But I could not go to dirt and jump that ramp and do the damn backflip. You need now the airbag landings. Oh, that would have been the perfect intermediate, right? Right? I, I, That's 100%. That's what we needed. I, I, <laughs> if I had that... I probably still wouldn't have done it because I was such a bitch. <laughs> like, I... I could not find any more excuses like i think i i rode with shuey for two or three years at least at that point or up and well from that point of learning in the home pit was three years just at his house uh and then when i started working with clinton and then i was driving up to his house uh, a lot and riding in his phone pit which was so much bigger and so much better than shuey's shuey's was the snake pit like that's where all the snakes go to live. And actually, every foam pit in Australia, all the snakes live in there because it's perfect breeding ground. But Shuey's, Shuey's looked gnarly. It still felt the same to jump into it. It didn't matter what it really looked like. But when you look at Clinton's and jump into it, it felt like a dream. It felt like you jumped into a cloud. And I think that was half of my problem going there was it was so nice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not getting the fuck out of here. I'm not jumping to dirt. No way. If I crash on dirt, that's the end of it. And in the end, like after three years at Clinton's, he's just like, you are wasting my time. I need to win an X Games gold medal. I need to learn my trick. I'm not going to sit here fucking about with you in my phone pit every day. Like I'd probably do 20 flips into his phone pit a day. Perfect. It was absolutely. It was it was torture. I didn't go to dirt until 2012. Think about this. Uh, Hartman also gave me uh, another very good point. He said, "Don't flip to dirt until the consequences of not flipping outweigh the negative oh. consequences of flipping." Like basically, I got to the point where I was like, "I would rather break my leg right now than to not flip any longer." Is that there you go? There you go. And then you get it done. Hey, that's a smart way of doing it. That's well, the funny thing I had, like, I think it was just the height and the length of the jumps, like at Shuey's place, that was back when it had to be a 45 foot super, super kicker. kicker. And it was, it was a big super kicker. And I remember you just going to the moon over 45 foot and I never got the feel for it to say, I really want to take that to dirt. Um, and then when I went to Clinton's place, because the super kicker is almost uncontrollable. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going so slow, but the thing go, you shoot barely so pull, high. you like barely yeah. lean back and the fucking thing's already. Yeah. So what happens if you're scared and you pull a bit too much, oh, you are going to overcook the shit out of it. So that scared me, uh, a lot actually. And then when I went to Clinton's place, 
he was like, nah, don't worry about the super kicker. Just go 75 foot. And I was, again, shitting my pants. First time at 75. I must have almost pulled the handlebars out of the bolt. And um, I, if I had held on and tried to bull ride it into the foam pit, I probably, you'd almost class it as a double flip was my first ever 75. Like I pulled so hard. I'd already done the rotation. I'm coming in and I'm just pancaking it out. It was near on a 720. He still hasn't landed the 720. So, you know, I did it before him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but don't you think uh, I would imagine you would agree with it I like this because although I've seen your pictures and you did big like super indie flips and stuff which I never did any of that shit but I feel like you've done more flip tricks but I feel like we're similar in just the way that you've explained the way that you see like I have a couple guys that started riding with me when they were young I showed them their first ramp i put them in their first shows everything and they still haven't flipped and it's because they watched paul smith and i freak the fuck out mentally about the flip and we Mm -hmm. put that on them and if they had been around somebody like a todd potter or a jack rowe that showed up and was like i'm flipping i'm learning these tricks and then that was the end of it their outlook on the flip would be completely different than it is now yeah exactly and that's that's where i find like you're a bit older i'm a bit older like you know those guys back then like they obviously had something in it that they could just do it and they told themselves they were going to do it and that's perfectly fine and i know i'm a pussy but i think some of that comes i think some of that comes from did you race growing up no no i never raced a day in my life i always wanted to but uh so i i raced because that's all there was Um, And then getting into freestyle, I learned the initial tricks and stuff. But I think it's more the mental barrier of if you never, like, especially for me, there wasn't even tricks on dirt bikes. I used to do them when I was little messing around, but everybody's like, what are you doing? So then I just stopped. And then, then to go to doing these tricks, you're like, oh my God, these tricks are crazy. And then you got to learn them because other people are doing them to now people are doing backflips, which you got to realize me as a kid, when they first started doing freestyle and having the discussion, I'm like, a backflip's not going to become commonplace. It'll be like maybe sporadic. You'll be able to do it here and there. Then somebody learned it and then it's like tricks out of it. And then you got to change your thinking. Whereas these kids, Clinton Moore and all those guys were so young when the backflip happened that in their head, that's all they were like, backflip, backflip, backflip. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the problem I find that I'm at. Like I get goosebumps still. Every time I see Kerry Hart doing the first backflip, I remember the day I saw it and I'm just sitting there going, fuck, that is, that's It's so gnarly. Yeah, like I still get goosebumps looking at that footage. And then even for like a couple of years, you're like, nah, nah, it's not going to happen. He's killed himself going back to X Games to try and land it. And it's not going to happen. Metzger comes out and destroys the place with the the double-double backflipping. But but even at that that point, I'm like, nah. You, it ain't gonna happen normally. So I think that was my barrier. And then, like you said, you're gonna have kids now. Well, 
Clinton and Josh, and then all the guys like Adam Jones and all the boys, Tucker and whoever have been in that point. That was kind of normal for them that they they knew they could do backflips and that that is the sport. But now you've got guys like Luke Ackerman who are like, well, Sheeny does double flips every day. Well, so can I. And I've ridden a lot with Luke Ackerman over the years. He's uh, a I've fucking been, monster. He fucking is a monster. He like, looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is a beast. I and he was at one of those, and I ended up hanging out with him after a little bit. And um, he's like eight. What? How old is he? Twenty, maybe. Twenty-two now. So yeah, this was a couple years ago. So he was probably nineteen or something like that. And the dude's bigger, yeah. more jack than me. And I'm like, oh, holy smokes, dude! He's a fucking monster. That's the only way he bounces off the ground like that and just gets up. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> Fuck yeah, no, he lands and puts the earth out of orbit. Like he is, a, <laughs> he is a strong guy, and but for him, like big tricks are not a. I don't think they're that big of an issue for him because he's seen that it's possible. His older brother is not scared to try shit. Hunnis will try anything into the foam pit, and Luke's younger, and he's like, well, if Hunnis can do it, I can do it, and and you know, then the the two of them it's like they just head to head and like one does it the next one has to do it and then they, they just one up each other and so you're watching a 22 year old now who thinks double flips are normal and like seen his 360s lately like they're so flat like yeah, yeah. Ooh, i'm like that that's a fucking good 360 and like give him a couple more years like when he you know He's only 22. Like, wait until he's 25, 28. He's I think to, the only you know? thing you can say about Luke is he does crash often and gets squirrely. Oh, if yeah. He, he, could he ain't come, scared of a good crash. If he, could, if he could, like, smooth out a little bit, yeah, he's crushing everybody. Yeah, I would say it was two years ago. He was 50-50. Um, actually, it was more. It was more. It was probably, let's say, if there was 10 Night of the Jumps events, I think he went down six or seven times. Damn. Like, he just, most of them on that fucking stupid surfer to tsunami backflip, standing on the seat and going but for who it. Else, like, who else could crash that multiple times and, yeah. uh, and be like... I can't think of many. I can't think of many guys. That I tell you, I don't have. I used to be like I could take. I can jump up. I'm not in the shape now. I know if I jump yeah. off, I'm just gonna explode a leg. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, every, every time I crashed, I I would come out broken. Like I I don't get away from crashes well. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a fat guy and that's not fit. Here's but... <laughs> here's here's my theory, and you may you may agree with this. <laughs> I think a Nick's heard it. I think that I rode so long and loved it so much that I ride well above my talent level. And, and <laughs> ah, me too. <laughs> so once I get into trouble, we're in big fucking trouble. Fucking <laughs> oh, I, I know that. I know that feeling. I'm like, yep, shouldn't have done that. I'm good, I, good, good, good. And then I'm in trouble. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I smash. No, nah, but, <laughs> but as you're going through the air and life slows down, you realize you knew you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, yeah. Before I hit the ground, I know I shouldn't have done that. It's like when you wake up and you're like, fuck, I knew I was, 
I went one one jump too many. Or one yeah, too exactly. I'm like, I listened to the wrong person today. Yeah, go <laughs> jump that one. That, that'll be a good jump. Bang. Because we're hanging out with killers. <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah, just like, the it's a race to do this stuff that's yeah. big and gnarly. But you have to be around those people to get yourself in the mental. It's the exact same thing I said about those guys that learned under us. Yeah, we weren't super killers, so they kind of, that kind of rubbed off on them. But if yeah. you're around people like that, it's a race to stuff. Like you were yeah. saying, Clinton's like, listen, you're wasting my fucking time now. Yeah, like yeah. don't say, don't talk some shit in front of Javier because he will go, all right, do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, actually, no, that's true because I was talking to Javier. It must have been a year or two ago, and he. I think maybe he saw Luke was doing the surfer to tsunami flips and he was thinking to come back to night of the jumps. He's like, oh, yeah, I need to do one. And he just did it at a nitro show. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just, I just did it in the show. I'm like, why? You didn't have to do that. You weren't getting paid extra to fucking do something it, stupid so, you know? that you should be doing into a pit first. Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, I just thought it was a good idea. He's super <laughs> mentally strong. It's what they do in Mexico. I don't know. Do you realize <laughs> Chile, Chile, Mexico? Oh uh, yeah, I know. I, I know. I, I just like winding the poor guy out. <laughs> and he's, he's not here. He's, he's not fine. here to yell at me. So. He actually said he was going to watch this. It's probably just during the time where he's riding or something. But <laughs> he apparently, when I told him you were go coming on, he was like, oh, man. I got to watch that one because he, he knows me and he knows you. So he's like, you got, oh, you guys will be. Uh, then we're probably <laughs> too serious up until this point then. Because actually, like, the, the reason Javier is at Night of the Jumps is not because he's a former world champion or that he fucking does big tricks because someone tells him to do it. It's just because he just craps on and just jokes around all day, all day. I'm like, yep, very good have you so that's that was his requirement to get the job basically yeah that's why we get along because we just <laughs> he and i just make inappropriate jokes to one another all day long yeah no he, actually the first time i met javier was uh sydney fighters uh 2011 when sheeny won his first big competition and we we're on, i think it must have been the day before the competition and we were all on the boat back from the island back to the hotel and to go out and everyone was so super stressed i think it was the last round of the whole tour uh, i think nate adams was there with a busted shoulder and he had to ride and roll his wheels off a to try and get some points to stop uh who was it maybe leave from winning the tour and so everyone was super stressed and course was fun because the guy who builds the course doesn't put a flat spot but a landing and the dirt off like you can roll in the middle and you can't put your feet down your feet don't touch the ground yeah like it's so gnarly and so everyone was fucking nervous and we're on this little boat going back and we're just cruising back over and javier was just cracking jokes and i was pissing myself laughing and everybody else on the boat was just like, I don't know, they're on their phones or they're just thinking about tomorrow's run or I don't know. And we were just pissing ourselves laughing. I'm like, man, imagine if these other guys had some fun riding their bike. Like, 
Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I even mentioned that to him. You t- said that story, and he goes, "Dude, otherwise I'll be nervous because we've like, I think we're similar in that. If I get hurt, I start making jokes, or if I'm nervous, I start making jokes. So I mean, maybe yeah. that was his and I back and forth. Like, we were just ignoring the elephant in the room. You just everything else." Well, and that's I had a podcast actually with him about um, dealing with pressure and and like nerves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we basically both have the exact same uh, MO, which is just go through the motions of the day and pretend it's not coming until it's too late. (laughs) And then now you're you're on your bike and the task (laughs) is riding. Like, so if you just all day focus on what I'm doing right now, I'm drinking this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Next thing it's getting dressed and this and that. Next thing you know, the task is fucking jumping the ramp and doing your tricks. It's too late. Up on like your, the part of your brain. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's like, I don't know. Maybe you, me, and Hunt. Well, no, not Javier. Not Javier. He's not that smart. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe we can just see it. We're like, no, this is this could be a bad idea. We could pull out halfway through the day, and maybe you just laugh your way through it. Yeah. Uh, actually, this was a question I had for Sheeny, and uh, it, it is in the interview when I release it next week. And it's like, there are guys, and I've seen it in a few. Like, I know a lot of top level guys but let's say sheeny and clinton really impressed me because they just turn their brain off i i think that's what they do i don't know if it's and i asked him is it genetic or have you taught yourself i don't know how it's possible because i have seen clinton turn up to x game when he went for that 720 he was working his ass off for like a year probably two years up until that point and it was like from two months out or three months out, he's like, no, I need more um, faster rebound out of my back shock. So he would ride for two days or three days and then get his mechanic to completely rebuild his back every week, every week, every week. I need more. I need more. It needs to be faster. It needs to be faster. I I just can't get that last 90 degrees of the bike to come in to land the 720. And he pretty much had it. Like, into, into the foam pit, which is all he was going to do. He wasn't going to do it to dirt before X Games, but he had it into foam. And the last week before we had to fly to to LA for X Games, he's like, all right, let's rebuild that shock and let's just make it a tiny bit faster. We'll have two more days to do training. We jump on the plane and then we go. And of course, it pissed down rain the whole week the suspension was changed and we were just like hoping every day never got to test it didn't get to test it so we we flew to america he put his suspension in the bike and he's like well i'm here to do a 720 and uh yeah didn't go to plan but he he knew like as soon as he jumped in practice he jumped the super kicker and he came over to me he's like nope that's not right uh, that suspension just is not working how I thought it was going to work and I'm like okay well what are you going to do like yeah. you don't want to do you don't want to do a Willie Watts because you know that ended yeah. up yeah. so uh, <laughs> you know he went for it he fucking he went for the 720 <coughs> crashed his brains out and then some muppet 
flag marshal fucking doesn't know where the kill switch is Arr! and puts the bike into his back just for good measure but uh, yeah make sure he's out but but i think it's a long story but coming back to the start of the story was he knew he was going down he knew he was going for a trick but he knew he had to go for it he, had he to knew he had trigger. to go for it and he fucking did it and i'm just like how how did you do that like i don't think i could do it that's the uh, that's evil Knievel, right? Yeah. Did you ever hear where evil shows up and his bike's not running right? And they're like, he's like, I'm not yeah. going to make it. And they, and they're like, well, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to go for it. People paid to see a jump. <laughs> a couple of those like Caesar's palace, his bike wasn't running yeah. right. He knew he no was going to crash. Yeah. That's why he crashed no his dick way. off. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> it was oh, running so on like gnarly. one cylinder or something like that. Something was no off. And he was way. like, no, we're going. They came here for a show. That is so gnarly. Yeah, but, like. But what you said, I actually, if if you, um, we did some. Nick came. Nick and I went to Summer X Games, and we did uh, some interviews in the pits. And I talked to Clinton or uh, Sheeny. And actually, what I said to him was exactly what you said. I was like, yeah. I've seen you in a bunch of locations, and you've always been super solid. It seems yeah. like you're always mentally strong, no matter what. Like I've never yeah. seen either one. Clinton or Sheeny, I've never seen them. There's plenty of people. You and I know them. I'm, I'm yeah. more of a game time guy. Yeah. I'm not good yeah. in practice. I'm good when pressure's on, showtime, you got to go, which yeah. is probably not so good because I'm not good at practicing, so I don't learn good <laughs> tricks at practice. So, like, it's whatever. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> but some people are really good in practice, and then they go to a pressure situ situation, yeah. and then they wilt. And yeah. Clint, Javier, I'll give this to Javier too, because Javier is super solid mm. all the time. Clinton Moore, Sheehan, yeah. all those guys. I've never seen one of them get into a scenario where the pressure was on and then not pull the trigger and yeah. ride really well. And, and the assholes look calm when they do it. That's the part that annoys me. I'm like, <laughs> if you're... You're shitting yourself right now. You haven't shown it. Like, yeah. Fuck. I. I don't. That's know. Javier I, making jokes because he yeah. and I are similar in that, and that's how I am too. He and I would be just. Everybody else would be annoyed as fuck in the locker room because we'd be just <laughs> talking shit about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I. I get it. I. I mean, so I. I'm happy. Like when I ride at home. And if I'm working on tricks, I will bang out every trick that I can do. Bang, 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 bang. And I go until I get every single trick done. And if I still feel like I haven't got arm pump, I'll do every trick again. And then yeah. I'll have a little rest and, you know, just sort of chill out for a bit. Go back out and do every single trick um, as if it was a competition. Right in and a then, row. And yeah, not... yeah, I don't. See, I don't in practice, around. I'd fuck up. I'd be like, trick and then the next one i'd be like oh that one i didn't come off right and then and then in shows i was pretty good i'd be like all right we're pulling the trigger no matter what well, you know <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i was i was always like because i like writing competitions i never did that many shows actually um in australia i probably did <clears throat> shows in 10 years i didn't do any um that's all we I had do... was fake ass yeah, yeah. We just had the. Do you remember the RFD competitions in Australia? 
Um, AFF, it was like, it was our amateur comp that on my riders, four riders, we all would drive to somebody's house, we'd pay $50 each, and you put the money in the pot, and whoever wins gets most of the money, and whoever gets second gets a beard, and third gets some, and then we all just spend the rest of our money at the pub and get drunk. So, but we we did that because we had nothing else like yeah that's how i started riding for clint because he put on the amateur contest and i was just looking for i was riding by myself i just wanted to learn all the tricks and then it's like i'd like you know get paid to travel and see shit and do these tricks and then uh he was putting on the contest that and then it you know same thing that's how yeah yeah exactly no it's good it's i think it's the best way like that's that stuff needs wanted to be there so you know and that stuff has to happen because right now you're either riding in your backyard or you're riding shows or contests like how the fuck does that work you know yeah. there's, there's no uh there's no, there's no there's no stepping stone there's nothing like that and that's what i'm trying to help in the sport to make those stepping stones and like where we are with night of the jumps and as well champion to try and do that and it's difficult because riders also have to take some responsibility to do that sort of stuff like I'm happy to ride comps and not make a single dollar like didn't worry me at all and I'm just happy to take because we were all just going there basically to pay money to whoever won and then we all got drunk so I think that's why you find a lot of Australians are really good because we all just turned up it's like from I can't remember when the RFD thing started, maybe 2006 or seven or eight. And like, there was Shuey and Maddo and Bilko and Sinclair and, and those guys, they were they were going to X Games and Dew Tours and Nitro or whatever, they were taking over the world. But there was like 50 of us who had no idea, no chance. We just did our own thing. And, um, but now those guys are coming through as like the next generation. Now. Yeah. They're the next generation rider, but like I don't see it too much anywhere else in the world. Like it's hard to, to yeah. see that next generation coming through. That there's well, not middle ground. There's no stepping stone well, for them to. Come. Do you want to hear what everybody said to me in America? They would message me and be like, "How much does it pay?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like." Yeah. I'm like, this is an amateur contest, dickhead. Like, I lose $500 every time I host one of these. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the definition. (laughs) I came from racing, so you barely made anything if you made something. So you were, like, racing, you just busted, you know, you might make some money if you're A-class. So once I found out there was a freestyle contest, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what it is. I'm driving to Texas, I'm driving to Georgia, wherever. Because the whole point is, you want to compete. There's nothing more fun than putting a run together. Yeah, should... and you haven't blown your engine up doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wear and tear on motorcycles is much, much, much less doing freestyle for sure. Did yeah, I and I don't have like good tank. maintenance schemes. So, you know, I, I can't race because I, I'm not a good mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had a conversation, a very short one, albeit, but conversation with Javier about maybe bringing back a couple amateur contests. That um, would be cool. So that would be really good. Maybe there's something we need to discuss. Uh, Definitely. Definitely. I don't know what we can do, how we can do it, where we're going to do it, but 
it needs something needs to happen and uh, obviously I've, I've got a hell of a lot of ideas that I've been thinking about um, but to make them work that everyone's kind of happy like of course there's an economy to it all and everybody asks how much am I getting paid that's always the biggest problem and yeah. even for shows even for the biggest competitions now <clears throat> money is not in the sport like it was 10 years ago like I completely missed the the glory of doing backflip shows. Like, if I did a backflip when I started in a foam pit, I wouldn't be sitting here and trying to make a damn podcast. Like, podcast loser on a podcast. <laughs> no, no, I would be doing that because it would still be it would still be my main plan of just drinking well, beers I'm, and sitting on the same time frame. You, except I never flipped. I. I Thing. grew up watching Krusty and then get in thinking people are gonna make money and then I was just I was the the up rider which was yeah yeah hey that I was did, a good gig it I was a good lose. gig the right guy on I, I, I didn't lose too much money when I so it was awesome yeah exactly you didn't, lose didn't get yourself stupid like yeah I remember the first shows I went to that I okay I'm gonna do a backflip at this show yeah. oh that was the stress going yeah. into those. Like, I can I do it anyway. Fuck. They said they hated riding for that little bit until you. Yeah, it. yeah. It was hard. Actually, was one of the guys who was like, "Yeah, it's gonna suck for a year or maybe two. Like, okay, if if Josh Sheehan tells me it's gonna suck, <laughs> then it sucked until the last day. But no, approach. They they were the good shows. They were the best yeah, ones. I mean, minus the. But I still did it because it was like I could travel and I pay gas, food. You know, I didn't lose. I come home with some money. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if you did those upright shows now, with Instagram. You'd be like, ah, oh, get my gas paid for, my food paid, for, and get a fucking Instagram picture. <laughs> oh yeah, and I got a hundred likes. It was totally yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, now being an upright rider, awesome. Well, I think well, that's why it, it paid well, but <laughs> I was working for Clint, so it wasn't always easy. Yeah. Well, He'd see, my biggest work. problem is uh, I've I've only got Whip It Wednesday and Throwback Thursday to look forward to, and I'm not even a whipper. <laughs> like I, every Thursday, I get fucking excited. I'm like, yes, I can go try find another photo from a couple of years ago because actually I didn't even get that many photos before. Anymore, like. When my phone tells me here's a picture from five, 10, 20 years ago, it's I get a little sad. Yeah, Facebook memories comes up and you're like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's me reposted something. It says from five years earlier and it's five years ago. Like, five, <laughs> 10 years old. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. yep, I'm washed up. I'm done. <laughs> uh, that Actually, I haven't. I haven't retired though. That's the big difference. So. Well, yeah, and you're those, you're. Those words have never come out of my mouth. I, I haven't ridden in two and a half years, but those words have not come out of my mouth. They will not. Um, I'm, I'm coming back, baby. I'm coming back, baby. I'm coming. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. You heard it here. I'm I'm coming back. I haven't officially uh, bailed out either, but it's pretty. You much coming done. back too? No, it's done. 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 I didn't think what 
Like, I got hurt, and I'm not one of those people that's, like, wants to post all that shit, so I just basically disappeared. Yeah, exactly. I just disappeared, and then basically it was, like, two years, and then at that point it was not worth making a fucking post. I guess everybody got it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right. Actually, I talk, I talk a lot with uh, Jamie Squibb from England, and Squibby's the same. Like, he'll go, I don't know, two, three months, hasn't posted a thing on Instagram, and he, I'm like, what are you up to? He's like, oh, you know, just fucking building jumps or, I don't know, patting his dog's belly or something. <laughs> he's like, after you get past a month, he said, he's like, you just don't care. You just don't put anything up. Even yeah. though he's still killing it, like, even That's for an old guy, dude. Good, but he's like, after a month, whatever. <laughs> so I guess, I guess you're feeling it then. You're the same. It's over it. Over yeah, the, exactly. the internet fame. He can shred yeah. though. Yeah, man, he can. <laughs> I think the first time I saw him ride, there was some, it was like a real tight, like a, a free, he was doing a flip, but he was in the woods. You yeah. know that, it's like through the woods. It was like a step up and then he, a, a step down or something. From his house? Is I don't know if that's his house, but it, it yeah, was like... Yeah, that, that's probably his house then. Yeah, oh, that's his... That's how his I found house. out about him. Because I saw that video and then I'm like trying to figure out who he was because it was such a cool course. Ah, that was that the Andre Villa video? So Andre Villa went there and was it was Jamie's house. Squibby. Yeah, and Andre Villa went there and there was two... Just the two of them were shredding yeah, Squibby. Yeah, that was such a cool setup. Yeah, and... Uh, no, I'm lucky. I, I'm stoked. I got to ride there a fair bit actually the last couple of years. And uh, where's that at? In, in the deep dark woods of Devon in England. Um, deep dark woods. Definitely. Yeah, you can't go giving out the address. That's for sure. So, <laughs> like you, you don't want the police coming and shutting anything down. But uh, no, he, he's got such an awesome place. Like every jump is so damn smooth. Like. I don't know, maybe because he's old and his bones are brittle as well. Like, he, he doesn't want impact when he lands. And when you jump just the normal 75-footer and land, it's just, like, you don't yeah. even feel the landing. It, it's fucking good. Yeah. Damn. And the step-up he's got is sweet. Actually, um, did you see the video of Luke Ackerman doing the double backflip from a dirt step-up at Red Bull Dirt Diggers last year? So... Um, I got Squibby in as our track builder and as a rider. So he rode the comp, but his, well, actually his main job was to do both. He had to get both done. And when we got there and we were looking at the land, we were like, I think you could build like the same sort of step up Squibby has at his house. We can build that here. And we always thought like if someone crazy like Luke ever turned up to his house, he would probably double flip that jump. So about a month or two before the comp, Luke just said to me quietly at night of the jumps, he's like, oh, I wouldn't mind double flipping dirt. I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we we basically planned this jump for Luke to double flip it and Squibby built it. And then uh, I think actually Jared McNeil took over when Jared turned up because he just loves jumping in diggers and, you know. So I think actually Jared might have just given it the last little change to the to the because we jumped, or not we, 
I couldn't fucking jump. They all jumped it and went, ah, oh, it just needs to be a bit steeper. And yeah, so Squibby has basically that same jump at his house. But yeah, Luke That's did the, the double, flip. double flip. Did That's you the guys have dirt double flip? Yeah, yeah. Red Bull Dirt Diggers was the first double flip. On I did dirt. a Red Bull Dirt Diggers what the fuck is going on uh, report. Did you? Because I didn't hear anything about it. And then all of a sudden, everybody on their social media starts posting all this sick course shit. And even Brody. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So then I stole the video off of everybody's social media and edited it all together. And was like, looked at the site and everything and did like a report on it. So that's cool. how that's how this whole me talking to Javier telling him my idea and what I've been doing. And then he's like, well, you need to talk to Steve. So then that's, <laughs> how, that's how this whole thing got hooked up. That's so funny. No, because like what came out of the diggers, you honestly, the video that you've seen doesn't even I'm sure capsulate what was there. Like that was fucking unbelievable. And the video that came out just didn't uh, didn't show really what how big it was, how fucking gnarly it was. It was cool because they they did a lot on Luke. It was done in Germany, so Red Bull Germany. Luke's German. He won. He fucking killed it. And nobody even thought he could do free riding. And I, to be honest, actually, even in the free ride section, he wasn't that smooth. But he did a fucking double backflip, dirt to dirt. So and he flipped that big ass whatever. dirt table or whatever. Yeah, and exactly forty Dude. meters lip to lip. I think he went fifty meters where he touched down. So that's yeah. fifty foot. That was one. That was one of Nick's uh, prerequisites for the show is that you didn't fucking talk to us in the uh, Queen's math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but what is the Queen's math? I don't know. Uh, Imperial, Tell me what or the not Queen's math is. Meters, meters. Because you've got it completely <laughs> all wrong. The Queen is with you all the way. Yeah, the Imperial. We go by the Imperial I standard. Words. We go by the <laughs> no, Imperial standard. The Queen yeah, no, the queen is totally imperial. I, I'm, I'm talking. Clint, Clint's EU. He's the one saying meters. <laughs> uh, no, the English, they're all about the imperial. Like, but the funny thing is, when you talk freestyle jumps, 75 foot, no problem. I know what 75 foot is. I can picture what that How is. How many meters is that? 22.7, I think it is, or something like that. But 23 meters, basically. But I didn't know, well, okay, I know it, I know fucking maths, that's not hard, but when I first came to Europe, in Australia, everything is metric. We are metric, but because freestyle started in America, all I ever knew was 75 feet, 60 feet, <laughs> feet, whatever. And so for freestyle riders are like the only people in Australia that speak in imperial distances. Um, and then when when I came to, to Europe and I my first jump actually on a ramp was with Hannes and Luke Ackerman at their house in Germany and they I picked up a bike from Night of the Jumps they had a spare one sitting there so I grabbed that, I went to their house and over in Europe here they have a 8 metre radius ramp so in Australia it's a 9 metre radius which is a bit different to the American but kind of well the difference is that you 
kind of the same. You guys are constant radius, and we have exactly. the last three feet of a ramp in the United States is flat. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So it's, but we're both being <clears throat> seventy-five feet or eighty feet. Like that's the, kind of the difference. Is have you jumped the American ramp? Yeah, it's a turd. <laughs> See, the issue is like with so with your constant radiuses, you have to drive really hard all the way through the end of the ramp. Otherwise, you're gonna get a get a kick. Okay. No worries. I know. I'm just saying that's the difference. And in America, you run into the belly and then kind of drive off of it. Yeah, I Clinton had a Clinton has an American ramp. That was the first time I rode one, and so what, what had, do you know what it is? A piece of shit. Well, because there's a bunch American of different knockoffs. Well, shit. no, there's a bunch of different versions. If you have uh, like, if he has the old rev, exactly. Yeah, that was a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a. Red <laughs> it was an old. That's old what I was asking. What the actual. Yeah, I know, I know all the different <laughs> like steps that the ramps went through in the United States. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fairly sure you don't don't quote me too much on this. We might have to check up with Clinton. On You'd have to block it up a little, like a four inch block under the end of it, and then uh, um, it's a little better. I I didn't enjoy it. I I didn't. I is didn't it wet? It. Is it blocked up? I don't. I don't think his was. I think it was just. That's flat. why. Yeah. Yeah. You need to yeah. step them up like on a four inch block at the end. Yeah. If you watch X Games, the older ones, they have what? those same similar ramp all on all wedged up. Mm. Maybe he did do it. I don't know. I I know he had it built because obviously going to America, he had to. Yeah. Yeah. Get what the ramps were before he turned up, so he had it built, and I was like. <sighs> That's shit. I, I just didn't. Like, I, I just. It's just like that feeling. Like I'd I'd come out of the ramp and my my front wheel is just high. staying high, and I'm like, what the hell? I try and do a, a double heart attack or something, and I'm like, Larry, loop out and yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So, do you know why that is? I mean, you probably know. Oh, I don't okay. know. Tell me why you decided to do that. Well, no, I don't know why the ramps are different, but why they throw you different. The last end curving on your guys' ramp loads your back end that mm. little bit more and ends up yeah, bucking yeah. you down. Yeah, so ours are like the last couple, so you slam into it and then you ride off of it yeah, versus yeah. like being slung off the end of it. Yeah, we, we just like getting thrown up into the yeah. atmosphere. <laughs> you, you, you coast off into the atmosphere, we're getting flung off as fast as we can. No, I, I didn't really get into it, but... When I when I came over here, so we have nine meter radius constant ramps in Australia at twenty three meters or seventy five feet, and then I came to Europe and it's an eight meter radius, so a tighter tighter radius at twenty one meters, which I think is sixty nine feet. And I was like, all right, well I'll just get a speed check behind Hunnis, and he was going so slow, like it was. I thought my bike in second gear was going to just stop. I couldn't tick over without the engine just going kick-kunk. I'm like, are you really going that slow? And he's like, yes, you just you just watched me. You just followed me. <laughs> just jumped the same speed. Of course, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. You can't jump a ramp that fucking slow. And so, of course... You overbombed the shit out of it. Of course, I went like... <laughs> 
80, 85 feet. I just launched this thing. Like, I was behind him, maybe, maybe I was 10 feet behind him. I almost caught up to him in the middle of the air. Like, oh, shit. I, I, I was like, the red bop, 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 bop. And then on the bottom, just, yeah, see it. And uh, I went to the moon that day. And Did you read out? Of course I read out. I bent my hand that thing out. So, yeah. Probably better. Well, drinking too many German beers, I was getting a bit heavy. But... <laughs> <laughs> It's it's strange getting used to the to the Euro ramps, the Euro style. Like it's all about, you know, when you said Squibby, the tight run in. Like they love that over here. Like the tighter the better. If it's a tight run, in, a tight ramp, and dump, and fuck all landing before you've got to hit a wall, you guys love it. That area. Well, well that's how yet. our see. <laughs> that's the that's the difference between east coast west coast stuff as far as like show riders at least yeah we end up jammed in little teeny um arenas where yeah like little shit arenas so it's super tight so you don't end up jumping like 75 feet or you smash your head on the roof (laughs) you know (laughs) oh or like who yeah Um, anthony murray yeah we'll tap the light on the front yeah that was a good one we yeah. just what three weeks ago yeah last week was bartram and the week before that was murray fuck yeah i'm with the legends now <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's cool yeah i'm that's it's pretty gnarly like some of the the shows like if you've got to do something like that fuck man yeah i, I did one show in germany in chemnitz at a supercross and i did it so the first year i was there was fine problem stuck the ramp in and we did the show it's freezing cold you got to ride through snow out the back from where your bike is and and like as an australian i'd never even saw snow coming out of the sky until i came here i was like fuck <laughs> wait hey is is that snow I'm like snow? Fucking snow. yeah and they, they thought i was they thought I was joking. I'm like, no, nah, is, is that snow or, or, or I don't know. So, yeah, we went and did the show in Chemnitz one year and it was fine. The next year I went back, they changed the track around, the Supercross track, and, okay, well, you need to stick the ramp here to land on the landing. And as soon as I walked in and looked up, I'm like, oh, you've got a speaker box right in the line of sight of where I've got to jump this ramp. Like... The speaker box would have been maybe a ten meters high, thirty feet, something like that. And like, this sounds right. about. This sounds familiar. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so, uh, um, I don't think it's a good idea to jump that. Like, yeah, we we need to move the ramp or something or move the landing. Ah, oh, we can't move the landing. It's dirt, and the the race starts like probably in a couple of hours or something. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, what if we move the ramp to the side and maybe we can just catch the edge angle of the land like you know just yeah angle it in and so one guy that was he was pretty new to riding freestyle mike plume marker and he's like no nah, no nah, it'll be fine so he was the big boy he went and jumped it and i'm like 
don't jump it but if you're gonna be fucking go for it son good on you <laughs> and so i sat there i took my helmet off and i just watched him as he jumped he realized how close he was coming he has ducked his head and like <laughs> just skimmed under this fucking speaker box and i went i just looked back at the promoter and went yeah told you told you so, oh, oh yeah you guys are going high uh, maybe we should move the ramp oh, you don't say oh who would have thought Fucking hell. So what so, they do? So yeah, you were just the at, you were just setting we, it at seventy five and going, right? No, no, we no, we we moved the ramp, we angled it, and we had about two meters between the speaker box and the scaffold like the, the trusses for the lights and the speaker systems on the other side and we jumped through the middle. It was fucking scary. Like, See we would put the, this is why we I've jumped from literally forty eight feet. <laughs> I've, I've flipped from 48 foot gap to like an 80 foot gap really in yeah. shows right push it in get the job done exactly the, the, different. the 48 foot one um they had it was in an arena in north carolina and they had um like those little legend cars yeah. uh like a race so they had banked uh the dirt so we had to actually the ramps were set down inside the bank so we had to ro come out of the tunnel over the bank into it hit the jump land hit the landing and ride up over the other bank out of the other side so i was like we put it at 48 and i was like prop this thing up a little bit give me the rotation and fucking yeah another time we had a, a girl riding with us and it was kind of sandy and we ended up, I think we ended up at 60. Um, yeah. But that one, it was all sandy and the ramp was flat. And I was like, holy shit. Barely. First one, like, rode my front wheel down <laughs> the ramp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, you know. No, what, hey, wait. Two-stroke or four-stroke? That was two-stroke, actually, at the time. And here I am giving you four-stroke sound effects. I was all... That was inaccurate. <laughs> Uh, you would have been, it would have been different. It would have been the, oh. when it can't <laughs> anymore. Like, the, it's upside down and just can't. Yeah, they flatten up. out. Yeah, it's enough yeah. fuel. That's it. That's <laughs> what it would have been like. Second year, just wrapped. <laughs> yeah. It was like kind of sandy and the ramp was kind of flat. We had another one in um, New Mexico. It was the same way. And the dude that brought the ramp, it was super flat. And then he didn't want to go past, I think it was 62. And um, so the first night, I'm like, all right. So I fucking hit it, and I'm just all the same thing. <laughs> all like, ride the front wheel down the landing. And then the second night, I'm like, hey, guess what? We're putting like two two by fours under the front of that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, you can go 60 foot, but you're going to go a bit higher today. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a little more poppy because I almost died. So yeah that's it like i've got to do the backflip it's my choice not not your choices there's that i'll send it to you if i find it but i have a helmet cam footage of me like one of those light poles and i'm just and as soon as i land i go because <laughs> <laughs> i thought for sure i was gonna about to land on my face fuck man yeah like when i think back to the man we used to do some dumb shows in some shit conditions like 
Actually, funny is though, like when I came over here to Europe, by that stage I thought I was old enough and uh, I thought I could say no to shows, you know, by the time I got to this age. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm, so I met Squibby for the first time and um, actually I, I drove with Hannes from Germany to England for my first show and it was on a beach and we turned up to this beach and of course it's as windy as hell and i'm like yeah that's why you don't do shows on a beach beaches are always fucking windy like (laughs) and so we got there we hunter said oh i just want to drop into this guy squibby you know he's a good mate of mine and yeah fuck he loves to drink beer i was like all right well fuck then let's go see squibby (laughs) and um He's like, oh, so where are you boys going? I'm like, oh, tomorrow we've got a show at Bournemouth. It's on the beach. Ah! He's like, yeah, have fun with that one. Fuck, that's always windy. It's a shit show. Yeah, just enjoy it. And I was like, oh, great. Thanks. Uh, really glad I drove fucking 20 hours to get here to ride a, a shit show tomorrow. And it was so fucking windy. And the guy who was looking after it, he's like, well, what's your, what's your fucking problem? What's wrong? I'm like, it's like 70 kilometer an hour crosswind like yeah. if i jump i don't know five meters to, oh hang on i've got to start talking feet here don't i yeah uh, what did I say? <laughs> 70 kilometers, uh 40 40 45 mile an hour crosswinds there we go <laughs> yeah. and if i jump 15 feet to the right i might get blown back to the center of the ramp and and he's like what yeah. about a crosswind straight to the bar yeah, and I, <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, fuck this. Like, I hate doing shows in the wind and yeah. whatever. And then, so I was talking to Squibby about this later, and I'm like, as soon as it starts raining in Australia, we all just call it off. Like, no, nope, we're done. It's raining, too slippery. We're not riding. And he's like, you're in England now. If you want to talk about rain and not riding a show, you ain't riding shows because it rains three hundred and something days of the year. I'm like Okay, no fuck that. <laughs> Who's the guy uh that you ride with in Australia or England that you know if you're doing if they're the other rider, you're gonna have to jump no matter what. Cause there's some people I've done shows with where I know like if it's a tornado, guess what? We're fucking to... jumping. No, like, that's squibby. That's squibby. I, I'm the guy I'm the guy that's like yeah. What'd they do? And I missed the landing ramp and broke my heel. And then I've had to jump uh, at Columbia in the rain. <laughs> Both times. Same person. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, like, yeah. they did, they had a, we were at a car <laughs> show. Ramp. Ain't no big deal. We were at a car <laughs> show. No big deal. You got it, boy. <laughs> exactly. We're at a car show and they do burnouts. Easy. They, they do burnouts right next to our running. And then they start hosing down the tire spots like on the ground like cooling them down or something so now there's this big trail of water going across our path and i'm like fuck them we're not jumping and he's like oh man and i'm like no like they said they had blowers here to fucking clean the thing up so i go and find the guy i go guy i'm like where are the blowers to like clean the uh dry the run and he goes man they left and i'm like what do you (laughs) what do you need he goes they ain't 
They already left this afternoon. They they ain't here. And I'm like, all right. They're well. already hauling ass across the country on Route 66. <laughs> They're home smoking meth. They ain't going to be here to fucking blow the running off. So fucking, I'm like, I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? And he just continues to get dressed. Like, all right. I'm like, I'm like well, fuck. Jump so, done. Yeah. Jump done, I yeah. mean. I'm the one that had to flip it. I'm the one that had to flip it. But I'm not dead, so I mean, I guess it's whatever at this point. It was. It was. Yeah, that was awesome. Sorry, what was that? I missed that one. Well, we were in Columbia, and fucking Dan, same dude, he's like, we got me, him, another guy, and then two local Colombian guys, and they're like, we're not fucking riding. It's raining. And we're all, everybody agrees, we're not riding. We're just going to go out there and pop wheelies and shit. We go out there, fucking Dan does a lap, turns around, hits the ramp, comes back looking at everybody. <laughs> I already had my Kickstarter out. I'm like, all right, I know he's going to fucking do it. Yeah, everybody fuck. started doing it. And then, it. You know, it. Oh, man. I was like, There's a couple more jumps. I want to get through this and get the fuck out of South America safe. <laughs> I think it's the hardest part. Like, everybody one-ups each other. There's no fucking... So I tried yeah. to, I'm like, I could not do certain things. She's like, yeah, she's nah. You still got to do it, don't you? Like, you still got to get the job done. Actually, that was, that became the motto. So I ended up doing a few shows for Squibby in England. And um, there's a guy that rides for him, uh, Ryan Pash. So he's the, he's the right rider. I love Pash. He came to my house and stayed. Really? With Joe no Stevens. Okay, oh, that's cool. Fucking Pash, Pash shit. Like, no. so it was the next year from where I was talking about in Bournemouth. Uh, went back next year, this time Squibby actually got the, the show, and so I was riding on his ramps. And this massive storm was rolling in. And we're like looking out to sea, going, it's, it's just black. Fuck, what are we going to do? And we're standing around, the promoter's looking at us, going, jumping like oh fucking hell and Pash just went well monkey see monkey do and just looked at Squibby as like the boss and he's like alright well we're fucking right and then so if Squibby jumps this jump we're all in like fuck we've, we've got to do it that was it so we get the job done somehow it, it could be the worst show in the world but we're gonna get the job done so that's it's what it is. Don't shit like that. I it sucks, but those days, those those days are actually like work. Most shows are not work, but, but those are the days when the beers afterwards taste the best. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, I, I, don't, I don't remember. Actually, I don't because do you remember the kangaroo kid? Yeah, the guy who jumps yep. the quad yeah. bike and hit the fucking paddle steamer. The guy, the best yeah, on the spot, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has made his career basically in little shows all around England, I think. And obviously, he has a big name, and so he turns up and he does his quad shows everywhere in England. And I met him for the first time at that show. He was so off the planet. He was, I, I don't know what his mind was. He was, uh, was unbelievable. And I was like, <laughs> I can see why you. That paddle steamer, right? <laughs> or maybe because of the 
steam or I can see where it's all headed to, but he didn't give a fuck. He just sends those quads, like he just flatlands, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 feet on a quad. <laughs> he does not care. So. I think that's a quad gene and that crosses all nations. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. I didn't get it. I'm like, that has to hurt. But he, he fucking loved it. it. Did that guy not die? No, he's still kicking. He's Ooh. still kicking around. I'm thinking of the, the the British dude who jumped that crossover. Is that who you're thinking about, Clint? He missed the landing? Johnny Airtime or something? No. I think this died. He I thought the kangaroo like a... guy died. I thought I, I he probably would tell you he has <laughs> that's where he's at <laughs> um somebody asked d wayne asked have you been to uh jackson strong's place with the big uh rhythm section oh yeah no i haven't been to the rhythm section the one that's in his latest videos uh but i have been to Jacko's place a couple of times yeah. it it didn't exist when i went there when he had Skip, so he didn't have Skip yet either? No, no, no. I haven't seen Skip. I, the last time I was at Jacko's would have been... Well, I've been in Europe six years now, so it must have been like six and a half, seven years I've been at Jacko's. But that was when he was fucking at his nuttiest, I think. That was when he was really crazy. And before he'd blown his leg up, it looks like a shark took Yo. a so, gnarly I, uh, yeah <laughs> holy shit like I remember there one time he, he was talking about a couple of days earlier they were sticking all like the I don't know whatever he was using to blow the blow everything up with he was digging holes under big gum trees launching gum trees out of the ground and I'm like <laughs> can we do some of that here for sure a bogan right i was just gonna say can you say bogan absolutely (laughs) bogan where do him and edelberg and more Uh, yeah 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 from most from most to least bogan from most yes yes from most no no we're gonna do four from most to least bogan uh Uh, clinton adelberg strong sheeny McNeil, oh. throw him in there. Oh, oh, and McNeil. No, McNeil's McNeil. American now. No, he's a fucking redneck. He's not a Bogan. He's American now. He's useless. Like, he's, he's like, if he spends more time at the Caterpillar testing grounds in America oh, yeah. than being in Australia, like he, he's American. He's got to he's got to make America a great hat again, doesn't he? I know he does. He's, he's so maga. Okay, um, no, we're going. We're going. All right, so Sheeny, Adelberg, Strong. Who was the other one we said? Clinton. I forgot. Clinton. Okay. Who do we? Fuck. This Most is... to least Bogan. I'm probably gonna say Jacko. Most Bogan. <laughs> he does seem like for for an outsider perspective, he does have a huge plot of land. He owns yeah. a kangaroo, and he yeah. disappears for about six months at a time, even off of social media. So that doesn't yeah, seem man. that far off. He's gone walkabout. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, would be, that would be Jacko then. Yeah, I'd probably say Jacko number one, especially for from an American point of view. Yeah, then he's definitely Bogan number one. But he's... 
he he is the embodiment of a bogan but <laughs> honestly adelberg and clinton are i would say i would put them as a tie i would say clinton, adelberg tied bogan number two and let's just throw sheeny in and give third place trophy like sheeny sheeny is a hell of a bogan i didn't realize how much of a bogan Sheeny. he's a farm guy well we're all farm guys but when i went there like i think i remember we turned up and and my wife rachel was with me and i'm like oh you must have been working a fair bit today and he's like nah not not too much today but his clothes were just they should have been white but he was like black with just dirt and oil and grease he's like oh no i'm just black dogging it today and i think he probably hadn't had a shower in five days i was like wow that's um that's not bad for an x games gold medalist that's pretty good you're not too worried about personal hygiene so no sheen sheeny for a, he's a bogan not a problem <laughs> so we're going strong yeah tied uh, yeah definitely a tie how yep. close did they did any of these guys live next to near each other um adelberg used to live pretty close to jack uh, he moved up to the same town at Wagga Wagga, where where Jacko's from. Uh, but I think I think Adelberg's moved back home now to where he's from. Uh, Clinton lives an hour and a half north of where I'm from, which is about 15 hours from Jacko. And she's on the other side, which is about 5,000 kilometers. I don't know what that is in miles. Damn. Maybe 3,000 3, miles away. So Sheeny's over on the other side. Got bogan sprinkled all over. They exactly. Uh, that's hey, convict says we forgot Bilko. Oh nah Bilko's <laughs> Is he the most city out of any of the moto riders? <laughs> Bilko's fucking great. Oh man. I but I don't know how far you'd say he is into a bogan. He's just how is Bilko? Like <laughs> Nobody, you can't class Bilko as anything else. He's like, Bill Kogan. He, he's Bill Kogan. He, <laughs> he runs his own deal. Bilko's, he's either the biggest bogan in the world or, <laughs> I don't know, Bilko's, Bilko's another animal altogether. He's just he going to his house. That is, if you see his mum and dad and him at his house, like, they are like three clowns together. It is the funniest time you're ever going to have. It's fucking I've seen oh, shitty posts fucking with his dad. It's hilarious. Oh, man. When, the first time I went there, I was like, oh, you can't talk to your dad like that. If I'd said <laughs> that to my dad, he would have belted the crap out of me. But when his dad, like, they're ripping each other all the time. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it to be pretty normal. <laughs> Dude, that's like um, the Bam thing. Bam Marger and his dad. Oh, yeah. I'm like, if I did any of that same thing, I would have been dead. Yeah, I would have for that, for sure. I would have been fucking just pulverized if I just snuck up on my dad and started punching him and stuff. Oh, so that would have been the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. I think it was it was probably Bilko was the first time. Like when I turned up there, um, we were on a bit of a road trip. Me and Sean just gonna cruise around Australia, and and we went to Bilko's place. And we turned up there. He's just built his new american style barn that he was living in and it, like it looked fucking cool and then he's just burning around on his harley and carrying on and then his dad's on the mini bike and I'm, 
going on? Like, we're in the middle of suburbia, and I'm oh, not really the middle of suburbia, but houses are close. Like, that's a good way to get the police called and, uh, you know, get everything shut down. But they did, he just doesn't give a shit. Like, Bilko, <laughs> Bilko wants to do, and that's I love it. it. Yeah, he doesn't care. You know, everybody lives in their own reality. I don't know what his is. <laughs> well, his is he can drive around the neighborhood like that and not have the police called on him. But you yeah. and I would be, you know, stern <laughs> talking to. If they show up, he'll yeah. be literally, he'll be actually surprised. And then the cops will approach him like that instead of he was doing something wrong. Yeah, but in Australia, it's not a problem. If, if the cops turned up in America, he'd probably be shot. So, you know. No, we're white. Oh. <laughs> I'm a bogan. Ah, then you'll be I all right. right. No, yeah. I should have a rocket launcher and he shouldn't have an AR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And he just, he just drove away. I was like, I should have a fucking anything I want. We're American. Ah, yeah. Yeah, do you have, uh, I bet in Germany, do you have guns there or no? Can you just go uh, buy a gun? Yeah. Can you have like, a whole slingshot? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. Not in. I don't know the the lay of the land here in Germany too well, but I don't know anybody with a gun in Germany at all. So I'm sure people do. Um, that's that's my no, six year old BB gun. He <laughs> needs it. He can come get it. That's that's it's for self protection. Listen. Yeah. From them other kids that come to the kindergarten. That's right. He's, he's smaller. He's got to fucking have some level of playing field. This is not a lie. When I was young, <laughs> when I was young, a little kid on a tricycle, I used to do laps around a, a, just a round stand that had just guns leaned into it. <laughs> like, this is not a joke, just in the middle of downstairs. And then there was a glass case on the wall that had, like, a bunch of shotguns in yeah. it, too. Like, it was Don't just, that it. was that was normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, we had that on the farm in Australia before, yeah. before Port Arthur and before... Uh, Damn, the- so you remember them uh, being like, hey, we need all your guns back. Yeah, 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 for sure. That was, I think, 1996 it might have wow. happened. Wow. Um, so, so everybody gave up their guns, right? Yeah. Uh, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. No, um, no, so the government said, okay, that's it. Fucking no more guns, no more fun. Everyone's done. And everyone, yeah, all right. Well, actually, like, we're from a farm and the farmers were kicking up a massive stink and like it was political suicide for the politicians to do it but they did it and and it's definitely good that they did do it and so we probably had maybe five or six guns or at least my dad had five or six guns uh but they weren't big they were i think they had like a couple of 22s uh there was a semi Matic 22, there was a couple of shotguns. So kind of just to kill the foxes or, you know, like... Intruders. Nobody in Australia? Sorry? There was like a gun problem in Australia? No. No, there was only one guy that went crazy. And Yeah, I was going to say, you guys had a one mass shooting, right? And then they yeah. kind of like freaked yeah. out. And... 
One yeah, we had rookie shit. You pussies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. We we had one and they're like, nah, fuck. Where that. was it at? Uh Port Arthur, Tasmania. But like what what was did they go into a government building or something? No, no, no. It was a, it's a tourist place. Uh so Port Arthur was where the convicts were dropped off a couple hundred years ago and uh, so it was a bit of a tourist spot and uh, this guy he was like he had mental problems and he just turned up and went crazy and killed a lot of people and that was it they just went right fucking you don't need semi-automatic guns or automatic guns and that was like i think it was within six weeks one month or six weeks job done like the everybody there were massive protests and riots and shit was on but it got done and then the government paid everybody for their gun if you turned up and said okay i have this 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 and this the government would give you however much money they thought it was worth and you're like all right sweet i got some money and of course not all the guns got (laughs) (laughs) but yeah a lot of them did like there was a lot and uh, actually, we ended up selling. So, um, when my dad passed away, we still had a fair few of his guns, and they were under his name, not mine or not my mum's or anything. So, we had to either destroy them or sell them. And so, my best friend bought them because he had all the right licenses and he, he do all these tests to get the to get the guns. And so, we just sold them to my friend, and actually. My granddad, he, he, like one leg, he couldn't move at all. And he was, um, like, he'd just like hobble around. Like he'd get around on a lawnmower to drive to the shop. He'd jump on his lawnmower, like his John Deere ride on, drive up the main highway and he'd go to the shops. And he was a bit of a terror and, but he was blind. He couldn't move, but he would get his 22 out and he'd shoot the parrots that were trying to eat his mangoes and his oranges and strawberries and whatever. And he'd be shooting out the window. The only problem with that, the only problem is we live on the main highway. Like where the Bruce highway basically goes from Northeast of Australia all the way around to the Northwest of Australia. So it's, it's a big highway. Um, and he's just shooting his window towards cars and towards shops and whatever. And uh, so the police turned up and they knocked on the door and they're like, hey, Ted, let us in. And they knew what they were coming for. He's like, no, you're not coming in. And so they had to ring my mum and my mum came up, like just opened the door and they came in and here's his gun sitting in the, the stand where the his walking sticks were. And then of course it was loaded because he wanted to shoot some more parrots. And they're like, Ted, you can't fucking have this gun. And he's like, oh, fuck, it's my gun. I want to have it. Ah, you can't have it. All right, well, that's it. So, game over. <laughs> like, yeah. But it wasn't a big. It wasn't a big deal. It's he knew he should have had it, but he did. And the cops like, no, you can't have that shit. Get it out of here. So, I feel sad. Yeah. that's this a sad is story. Me, like, I I feel like I need to go buy a gun. <laughs> I need to have violent gun I can get my hands. How about on. this? How about this? The fact that he was riding around shooting people's pets in America. Fucking parrots. People got them in cages here, like teaching them words and shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's I just know. like, these fucking things are talking all the time. I'm going to fucking <laughs> blast them. <laughs> the mangoes, the bastards. So, uh, no, no more parents. Mangoes the parents. Those are two, like, expensive-ass things in America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Both are expensive true. here. Yeah, we have been trading them for guns. <laughs> yeah, you would, though. <laughs> yeah, no, hell no. <laughs> We'd pay you good money for all three. Yeah, Mango, you are. mangoes, parrots, and guns. Yeah, I what do you true. want? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that we would have worked out a deal. <laughs> you yeah, just should, are the yeah. parrots illegal? We'll pay twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are nuts. There, legal take it. It's it's done. So exactly. No, it's, it was funny. Like it all happened fast and like, <sighs> but it's done. Like that's what 1996, 24 years ago. That happened, and I think if that gets tried here, it's going to be probably World not War. so nice. If it ha if they try to be World War Three, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll start with the people who aren't supposed to have them, and they're not licensed anyways. Like forty-five yeah. minutes to me in the city, and that'll that'll go off real quick, and then everybody else will be like, all right, never mind, fuck it. That was a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> Actually. First time I was in America, uh, I was staying in Hollywood, and on the third day I had a gun pulled on me. Or there was me and three other friends. We're all Australians, and we were in the middle. We we're on Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, yeah, this guy like pulled a gun, and we were just like, "Whoa!" That escalated fucking fast. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't wasting any time. I, we got out of there like we just ran and uh, so the next day we went to this other clothing brand and, and like a brand and we went in like holy fuck last night you know just walking along and I tripped over his skateboard and thought we were going to him pulled out and we just ran like man I can't get a gun pulled on us and then, yeah everyone has guns like, <laughs> like yeah that's on TV like no nah, everyone does and everyone lifted up their shirt they all had a pistol I'm like are you fucking kidding me? I, I don't believe it. I need to tell this story again, apparently, Nick. Let's so hear it. we were at a um at a show in Louisiana Monster Truck show and we end up standing out in the oh, it sounds good. Oh yeah. The the lead up the, the setup for it is, you know. So uh we st stood in the parking lot and drank for probably like three hours. And then the one monster truck guy's like, hey, I got my pistol on me. I got this new pistol. That's what he said. He's like, I got this new pistol. Check it out. 45, blah, blah, blah. So then my friend's like, I got my pistol on me. And I'm like, I got my pistol on me. So we start showing each other, <laughs> each other. And then next thing you know, the monster truck guy's just like, bang, into the air. And then, <laughs> and then my friend's like, oh shit so he just points it up and shoots and i'm like well obviously i'm gonna have to shoot mine so then i shot it into the air there's a security guard from the buildings about 25 yards away and he just like look you, he like just looks back straight and kind of doesn't say anything because these guys that have been drinking for however long are shooting pistols in the air and then oh, yeah. allegedly and uh yeah yeah they no, continue. That was it. No, it was one round yeah. each, and then. And that's just normal. And the security guard's like, "Yeah." Well, um, he was like, "I don't want to be shot, so I <laughs> just." <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> cool. Smart security guard. Yeah. Ah, 
Can't that's, play. So, that's so nuts. Like, that's that's a world away from what I would. It's only like it depends though, because where we're at is how crazy it is. Like just north of me, like literally forty-five minutes. I don't know what that'd be like, kilometers or some bullshit. It is a whole. <laughs> that's not Chicago. even. That's like that's lawless. Guns are illegal there, and it it's not a. People are killing each other every day. Ten, twenty, whatever it is, killing each. What? Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. It's like it's it was worse than Baghdad for years. But that's not it's not guns, it's it's, it's with dads, it's a drugs are illegal, so that it creates a whole black market. Here, yeah. a bunch of bogans, we got fucking everybody's got a gun, but nobody everybody's like, no, you don't fucking shoot people when you're mad. You know, it's a whole nother it's it's a <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty big escalation to go from being a bit angry to shooting someone. But well, yeah, your grandpa wasn't gonna shoot anybody. Just Paris. Well, not not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> he had two cataracts. He couldn't see what he was aiming at. He, he could hear the parrots. twenty two. His other senses took over. He could yeah, hear he what he could shoot was shooting at. Yeah, All he right. was shooting like a, like a bat. Like he just. <laughs> he, 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 he sent out sonar. He was like, he was like, yo, there's a parrot there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until someone in the background falls over, like, ooh. Yo. <laughs> how, how about this post? The governor, this is from Racer X, the governor of Washington has placed a restriction on all large gatherings of people over concerns regarding spread of the coronavirus, putting the 13th round of Supercross Live in jeopardy. Oh, uh, get your guns uh, out. Corona, get your guns out. <laughs> it's happening. We don't accept, it. we Listen. Don't accept this. We don't accept it. Get your guns out. Where Listen, if they cancel this Supercross, I'm buying a thousand rounds of ammunition, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it. There you go. You've gone from upset that there's no Supercross. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's on. It's on. Maybe. Listen. Right next to me. <laughs> if, if they cancel next week's, I'm buying a new gun and some <laughs> armor. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be going for the armor. Yeah. Hey, coming back to World of Tanks. Hey, now. Listen, I'm going to get me tank driving. Listen, I will. If anything goes down, I'm getting myself a uh, drone tank and I'm going to sit in it and have you fight our way out. I will get you out of there. Not a problem. <laughs> if, if it's a 15 minute battle, I'm good for 15 minutes. <laughs> And then we can reload and we can go again. All right. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's not But, yeah, we've got the same problem. Like, uh, they've shut down Italy. Italy's locked down, so no movement. Yeah, for the Italians, they're real, like, clan, you know, they're people. Hey. They'll touch really. Hey. <laughs> you know why? Because we got to kiss each other on the cheek all the time. Sometimes or two times, I Just just two. Yeah, I, I, can't, I always get it wrong. Like, it's the more always, Italian you are, goes, the more kisses. <laughs> Sicilians <laughs> cry like five times. <laughs> yeah, because I, I get it wrong because I, until we got here, like the first people came up, like, oh, mwah, mwah, like, whoa, 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 fucking shakes. Hang on. We yeah. shake hands. We don't go kissing people. 
and then it's some like in germany it's kind of like a not a kiss it's just one time on the side of your face and, oh yeah hey and then i think yeah obviously then it's italy it's two kisses maybe france is three i don't know you get it wrong in every one and and they go left they go right go the wrong way you end up kissing somebody else's wife and <laughs> your wife and fuck it it's so hard keeping up with the kisses over here it's tough so if you but, guys had guns the kisses would cut down 50 percent. yeah how many wives how many wives are you kissing if you think husband's got a gun probably yeah, none zero kissing broads i don't even know where that was going i was asked to, i'm gonna hate to break this up i was asked a serious question Oh, uh, yeah. somebody said I think Steve was one of the guys behind the most recent Night of the Junch, Night of the Jumps judgment. <laughs> We've drank too much at this point for you to ask this fucking question. <laughs> Night of the Jumps judgment system updates. Do you think? Uh, do you guys mind talking about it? How did it work? Do you know what he's talking about? Uh. If you could repeat the first half again. I think he thinks... <laughs> oh, I you try say it again. He thinks great. you were one of the guys behind the most recent yeah. Night of the Jumps judgment system yeah. updates. Yeah. yeah. No, well, um, basically, I've, I've been the job now for just over a year. And I don't know, from, from the sporting side of things, so I've been a judge for a long time. At night of the jumps, and I, I know have a well. I know how the other judges judge, and I know why judge, and what I think and what they think is so completely different. Um, which is fine. That's why you have multiple five, judges. That's why you have five judges. You got to have fucking different opinions. Otherwise, you just take one judge, and everyone gives their bar pad into the judge, and they just give them a tickle thing. I don't know, but. Is that what you guys, you get obviously the tricks they're supposed to do, or they no, no. they plan no, no. on doing, no? No, 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 we judge, at night of the jumps, the the idea behind it is each judge looks at everything from style, uh, the tricks, the difficulty, the ramp they used, everything. Everything that could be judged, each judge does. Okay. Um, so there's five judges. The the highest score and the lowest score is removed. So you get the score of the the middle three to try and get rid of some bias if there's bias in there. Um, but what we were finding was the the difference between the judges was so great on some tricks. We were like, um, some some days like, <clears throat> say we were judging a comp and I don't know some trick and I'm just like. Holy fuck! That was unbelievable. And like another judge behind, beside me, I can hear them going, "Oh, I'm like, what? What did you just say? Because I just saw fucking awesome all wrapped up in two seconds of airtime." And so we decided to get the judges, get their opinions, come together, try and obviously it's been done. It's been done a lot. But to do it again and get everyone into it, because the tricks that are being done now, um, you know, it's it's everything. There's double flips and body varials and flares and front flips and whatever else you can do. Where or that was maybe best trick comps or 
the one or two guys were doing it but now it's like everyone does it so you have to split them you have to find the point where you split first second third fourth fifth whatever and um yeah so what i ended up doing was just i think we wrote down like 75 different tricks and at the first part i just wrote down my score what i thought it was and actually i got it from andre villa um andre villa ran his own show up there in oslo in norway it was called Ulaville. uh must have been two years ago and he wanted to put this system in kind of like a mix between i don't know part of the judging and nitro judging remember when nitro had the trick score was in it was just the difficulty the rider did it or the oh sorry maybe the how well they did it and so villa was kind of like bringing the two together and i really like the idea he asked the riders do you think about what what points do you give do you give a double flip? Do you give a back flip? Da 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 da. Body varial double flip, body bike flip, whatever. So then at night of the jumps, I'm like, okay, Villa's onto something good. Let's bring it in. And we got all the riders that were on the tour, or all the riders I thought I would have at least invited to the tour that year. Give me your opinion. So we must have had thirty. 30 or 40 different riders gave their opinions, averaged them all out, and, uh, put them to the judges, right, looked at it again, went, that seems fair. Like if all the riders say out of 10, a California roll now is only 6.8, something like that. That was, it was kind of where we got to. Whereas before that could have been scored at eight points. Every year, more tricks come like you know, a double flip was always, that's 10 out of 10. But now you can go double flip, no hand, double flip, nah, double flip, whatever. Rob Adelberg can go throw on a front flip in, front flip, knack, front flip, no hand, whatever. Like every year it just gets further and further. So you have to continually move at the benchmark. So that's, we- that's kind of where we're at. We actually, um, Chuck came up with it, uh, but we started to do everything like the, similar to what you said. <clears throat> we didn't do it long enough to where we actually needed to recalibrate every year. Yeah. But it was like <clears throat> maximum you could get for, say, a double grab heart attack is so m- this many points. Mm. So basically that would be if you did the trick exactly, you know, like vertical and your yeah. form was good and you locked it out held it got back on smoothly and landed right in the sweet spot you know so then if you went if you hooked up on the knuckle or if you went long then there was like a deduction of so much or if you didn't get yeah. totally locked out well the good thing with the the world championship uh judging system that they i think they must have worked this out like 15 years ago but uh okay so the trick points each trick is one to ten or zero to ten sorry for each trick. and then they have the special double up at night of the jumps which is like your best trick you get 30 seconds just to like get rid of the arm pump and throw out your biggest trick but you get double the points for it and that's pretty cool but then you've got the variety which is 20 points 
points. Um, you have course use, which is 20 points. The two really interesting ones that I like is the personal impression, which is 20 points, and technical deductions, which is 20. So you have 40 points out of all of that. That will decide the winner and the loser. Like at the end of, let's say, seven jumps in a run or in the final, it's nine jumps, which are counted normally. That's only 90 points. And when you throw in the double up, that's 110 points is the maximum you're going to get from that. And then you've got the other little bits. But personal impression and technical deduction, that's, that's the judge. Like, that's the feeling. So for me, personal impression, I'm, I'm like the happy judge. I'm always the judge. That my points are way too high usually compared to everybody else. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that was sick. That was so cool. And I'm giving 20s out here, there, and everywhere. Um, but then technical deductions I'm pretty harsh on. So, okay, that was a fuck up. Yeah, he knuckled that. He overjumped that. Or, you know, you can see a bit of an over rotation. So I get a little bit picky with the deductions. But on my personal impression, if I'm pumped on a run, I'm, yeah, fuck. Like, that's the whole idea. You want the crowd to be pumped. If I'm pumped and the crowd's pumped, that has to count for something. So yeah. I get. I get a bit excited um, on that one, but that's me personally, and you know that's why we have five judges minimum. And and actually, last year and this year we'll do it again. Uh, we wanted to. I wanted to rotate uh, judges a lot and bring in some fresh faces. Like there's a few guys that are just recently retired, so they would have done more of the bigger trick being done now, and they can give their impression like what it takes to do these new tricks um maybe a little bit more than the, the older guys but the older guys have the idea of the judging we brought mason actually uh brought mason this is good yeah he was he was awesome um he came over to da Qing in china last year and so he rode nine jumps maybe 15 years ago i remember watching him when it was called IFMXF, I remember him and Adam Jones were killing it. And Adam Jones is still riding at Night of the Jumps. And Mason came over to judge. And so I was going through it all with him, explaining each little section and blah, 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 blah. Come comp time, we sit down, and I'm there. I'm I'm doing my mathematics like a, I'm doing a fucking university degree and trying to get all these points in the right place. Ah, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about the run. Yeah, that worked and that didn't. Da, da, da. And Mason's just like sitting back and he's just like, boop, puts his number into the thing and boop. I look across my fuck, you're, you're pretty confident for your first time judging here, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, well, fuck, I know who wins, who's getting second, who's getting third. I'm like, fair <laughs> enough. You, you win. We've got, you know, we, we're getting That's so American. American. <laughs> exactly but like we're getting everything so technical and and the runs are so technical and, and the riders are looking for that one point here there or everywhere and mason's just sitting back and he's just like no nah, that dude wins that dude's second so my points reflect it good i'm happy and i was like you nailed it you are the you're the you're the fucking boss tonight i think so. ultimately overall you're still looking at a um you guys are both arriving at the same end point, 
but it's through a different channel. Like he's just taking in the overall experience. Like, exactly. <laughs> so I, I would say at this point, I've probably run more amateur freestyle contests than anybody still, uh, because I had um, like five or six a year for a couple of years. Um, so, cause I ran, I was partnered with Chuck and stuff and we had multiple ones. I was the only one that showed up to every one and over, I did probably <laughs> amateur contests for like six years total. And then, like I said, like three or four years, we had like four to six or seven events a year. And I would take the first impression would be overall the whole run, crowd, everything. And then once you got down to the nitty gritty, it would go into uh, what you said. Basically, now we're going to, if they shorted a jump or went long or anything like that, that would basically be the deciding factor at the end, you know, overall. Is anybody yeah. there? Did I lose there? I think my computer must have just professional score is sometimes you're it looks a little better does that score that's the hot pot the judge on the balance, I think, and maybe Rob Adelberg. I think the thing is so incredibly. Super I think in a textbook, and gnarly tricks. He's. Looking like he will crash. Man, he just landed that drill. And he's so not. Well, Adelberg's just aren't as big. How. Gnarliness over style. And look at, like, if you do it as a man, there's a lot of competition. I could have four riders. You've just got to look at it. Back, think. But. You know what? What means more? Over Could be style. Like maybe one day, just wins over everything. Or with generations, though. Like, it's people just fucking going big. When you see. And maybe not be. That's almost like that's 
doing it. So we're now it's every double. You know, a younger guy might. Yeah, but that's just what comes of judging. That's what happens with judging. You know, when basically if somebody were the only guy doing double flips and he was a little bit squirrely, fine, he still wins. But when you have yeah. several guys doing double flips, then you have to nitpick and it comes down to, okay, this guy's double flip, he like hung it up on the on the knuckle or like over rotated a little bit or like squirreled out at the end. I mean, I think that's where that stuff comes in yeah. is basically when they do, they have a similar run overall. And now all of a sudden you're like, okay, what's the differentiator? Okay, well, this guy was a little more fine tuned, you know, or maybe, maybe the guy, I, I, I think that being smooth, in my opinion, will always override being out of control getting the crowd more into it because yes he's doing those things yeah. but that other guy is doing those same or similar things but being smooth about it I would always give the nod to that guy yeah always doing it to like get <laughs> I got a bigger reaction out of yeah fuck but if the difficulty of trip is this if the difficulty of trip is the same I'm I'm gonna have to go with the guy yeah, that sure. that put it you know what I mean put it down smoothly because he was more prepared that's all exactly yeah so motocross like Levi show got so much is so big he doesn't he does double time when he was winning world on double flips he was awesome yeah not squirrely but I don't know crazy yeah it was she looks crazy there is there is a Red Bull X Fighters and I don't know which one it is. I should look it up. But I've thought this for a long time. There is a Red Bull X Fighters that Sherwood wins with way less level of trick because his extension was so yeah. big on the tricks he was doing. But I'm like, uh, I, you've now you've now confused style with uh, like difficulty of trick because I don't. I think the tricks. That his style is just so good that he's overweighted people that are doing way bigger tricks. In like I'm, a semi-final or something. I'd have to look. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I remember if he's what <laughs> has the best. Uh, yeah, exactly. So we talk about something. He's like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember, I do that point, but in a in style, of course, remotely close to the same tricks. 
But again, you come back to someone like 12 months. Years ago, he was winning because his tricks guys were willing to it's going to crash every time purely on the and if he didn't crash <laughs> actually go down so hard but I feel like that's he should have broken left and it kind of like there's a hill exactly. there's a bogus side to it I'm in Bogan. I don't. <laughs> it's break the judging system. That's the yeah. You know we've was the king of the world champion. He won three world championships. Understood what the judges were looking for. Now, last year, Michael Merrill, but in a row. And he, I think he has the long. He got up to 12 of. And it's like he just. But like he was Ronaldo, who had more state, on crazy. Go. Um, you got the technical all into one does the same trick. When then it's um, pipe, pipe. <laughs> oh, oh. Equal, equal opportunity. <laughs> Upset um, it is. You've got one friend, if you and you've got nine. Like, what the fuck were you? Thing, but the other thing is you have to watch an hour and a half of the other runs, but the, you know you, you can get um, they're not too. To the scene, maybe they're a little bit. Been fine. It's been good.
agreements here and there and whatnot. It's definitely hard to say why. Another, so you're talking. Well, exactly. Someone's got to win, and some. What we're working on, and. That's a long way. Well, well, we're having the stream is getting. Uh, I don't know if my computer's getting hot or what. It's getting weak. We're getting weird audio. So maybe they're not listening anymore. First. You might not have heard Last. it. <laughs> there you go. Clinton's <laughs> around here. No, it's fine. Listen. Listen now. Pre Hostile towards me. Get some. I do not. Not about this. I'm trying to figure out comedian. why we're. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out why the fucking you, audio is like this. No, we're the streams in and out. That's what my issue is. Six months, you'll be a comedian. I already got my YouTube page. Do it. We need to. Um, they said they can listen to a clip. No. See? Now you guys know what I've been trying to figure out. They can't. The show going. I know, so they've been sitting here listening to me in silence for the last fucking however long. Bert. <laughs> All right, so let's clip. I'll clip the stream, um, and we'll do it again because we are uh, at like fucking two hours and forty minutes or something like that. Maybe that's the issue. But I, uh, I know. All right, we're definitely we're obviously we're obviously we're obviously gonna have Steve back on. So. Uh, Anybody that's listening uh, or has listened, thank you very much. Episode number 102 brought to you by StrokerIndustries.com, uh, CanvasMX.com, and why can't I? Boyson.com. So go to those guys, support them. Uh, go watch Night of the Jumps. Listen to the Riders Lounge podcast all of a sudden the stream no it's still fucking being weird anyway so yeah. yeah go listen to the riders lounge podcast right that's what it's called no all right i was 
making sure it wasn't me by myself here. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> like I said, we'll be back. We'll be next back next week. And I don't 